1: everyone and welcome to midday super talk mississippi we have moved the element well studios down to camp shelby mississippi camp shelby joint forces training center for a memorial day celebration lots of events going on down here at camp shelby and uh, we've got a great guest lineup for you today lieutenant colonel john stringer kicks things off at 10:20 sergeant major jonathan luke follows Master Sergeant Nicholas Campo, Colonel Rick Weaver, the commander of Camp Shelby, and then Major General Jansen Boyles, he's the Mississippi National Guard Adjutant General. Paula Carruth, Gold Star Mother of Marine Casey Casanova, she was the first female Marine killed in action during the uh, Global War on Terrorism, and she'll be donating artifacts to the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum. We've got uh, Chief Warrant Officer 2 Hendricks from the Virgin Islands National Guard Band. Tommy Lofton, the director of the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum. Colonel Mark Prine, a great lineup for you today. If you haven't been to this facility, folks, and we talk about it every time we're here, but it is something to see. It is a tremendous asset. It uh, features recognition and exhibits of those who served in the armed forces from Mississippi, from Mississippi specifically, and it is really something to see. It's it's located uh, in the heart of uh, Camp Shelby, and it is it just keeps getting better as well. Exhibits are constantly added. Tommy Lofton, who runs the museum here, he's the director, does a great job. But there are Uh, Lots of military personnel on board, and perfect timing this morning, Rhino. The national anthem was kicked off to start the festivities for the Memorial Day weekend, and it ended in perfect timing. (laughs) It just dovetailed perfectly for the start of the show. Hope you're doing well up there in the studio.
2: Oh, yeah. Can't complain, because it's Friday, y'all.
1: Yes, it is indeed. Uh, lots of news overnight in the last 24 hours about this horrific shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And uh, it's still sketchy details, uh, Rhino. I, I'm hearing now, uh, heard a, um, a state senator from uh, the state of Texas an interview this morning that, that, is, that represents that district that said, there are some reports surfacing that the shooter actually had been arrested a few years ago. Have you heard this?
2: I've heard it. I haven't seen anybody track it down in official documentation. But then again, if he was a juvenile, he could have had it expunged when he turned 18. So yeah, he may
3: exactly. not ever
2: be able to find it, or it may be really hard to find it. But uh, there has been a lot of things that have come out. And I, I just think back to watching the interview with the Texas DPS sergeant or lieutenant or he was in he was in charge of disseminating information yeah and i'm looking back on several bullet points of what he said and it seems like over half of them were just flat out wrong
1: yeah uh, it's the same thing i'm struggling with as well there's so many reports so much conflicting information uh yesterday we talked about what was an apparent confrontation and no action taken with us with a school resource officer uh... near the entrance near the door uh... where this perpetrator entered now it's being revealed and and being reported that no that wasn't the case there wasn't an officer present there so it's it's kind of odd to me that that could be so wrong and again i wonder if there's any video uh, there, there should certainly be in all schools. There should be video all over the uh, the inside and outside, the perimeter of the school facility itself. Certainly by all the doors. Uh, a lot of folks have that at their house. Uh, that, that's so pervasive and and uh, widely available now, and and very affordable. So it seems like we need more information now. There's there's uh, reports about. The shooter being inside for well over an hour before uh, police that were outside the building actually entered the building. Um, there's an off-duty officer that actually came in and, and killed the perpetrator uh, waiting for a tactical squad, which was some hour away, is the reports from police. There's, there were apparently uh, some reports of in video surfacing now uh, circulating of, of parents. Uh, outside the school building that were imploring the police officers to enter the building So are you seeing all this as well right now?
2: Yeah? There's also a video going around that's purportedly before he entered the building and what is now reported as the 12 minutes He was outside after he crashed the family truck, but before entering the building While he was apparently taking pot shots at people at the funeral home nearby unbelievable
1: unbelievable so I think we're going to see this story and all the details here to continue to develop and it it honestly may take a while to sort this out and get the absolute empirical truth uh, about all the details uh, surrounding this uh, this catastrophe this tragedy and then we've got all kinds of uh, political uh, events as well and in in political uh, efforts underway from both sides to address this issue, it, and really everybody seems to to have an opinion, and and they're going to uh, voice their opinions. But I, I don't see anything that that uh, just kind of sticks out as uh, sh- surefire, concrete solutions to this to this problem. And then I start thinking about, okay, well, if you harden the school facilities themselves. What about the playgrounds? What about the buses? What about the parking lots? I mean, you you absolutely cannot live in, in some sort of impenetrable shield bubble like you see in the cartoons to move kids around. Um, so that's not practical. That's not possible. It just feels like that these bad guys that want to kill people will figure out a way to get to them somehow, and in, in, in particular, if they have a propensity or an inclination to... Uh, take out whatever are their grievances in the form of killing others, if they want to do that um, to children in in schools, in a school setting, they'll figure out a way to get that done. I, I just think that there's a much deeper... Uh, malady than just what the Democrats offer as far as we just need more gun laws I mean it's just that's always what they say and then of course the folks on the right say well No gun laws won't work. We need to harden the targets, and we need to address the mental illness uh, issue and um, Perhaps arm the teachers is another idea as well, but uh, nothing really sticks out and says yeah This is absolutely 100% the solution We also learned uh, yesterday that uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, the minority leader in the Senate, has ordered uh, Senator Cornyn, John Cornyn from Texas to get with Democrats and try to figure something out. And I think there are a lot of concerns on the part of those on the right that uh, maybe Mitch McConnell is is caving uh, to the Democrats that want to implement uh, more stringent gun laws. I don't know, Senator Chris Murphy of Con- Connecticut and Kristen Cinema of Arizona uh, are who Senator Cornyn is going to meet with and with the instructions from Senator McConnell to find a middle ground on legislation. Now, it, it's hard to say whether or not that middle ground will be some sort of, of gun laws and gun restrictions. Maybe some things are, are common sense that could be done. I'm not sure how effective uh, they would be. Uh, with respect to gun regulation uh, but but the universal background checks I'm not sure how effective that would be it just doesn't seem like it would have meant a, uh, anything in this uh, made a difference in, in this particular situation but that's always the top of the list you hear maybe it's uh, it's raising the age that one could purchase a, uh, a long-arm uh, weapon as was the case here. It, it also, it's it's been revealed that the vast majority of these shooters, these mass shooters, are in fact in this uh, less than 20 age group. I'm kind of surprised to learn about that. Did a little research on that. Uh, what's up with that? They, kind of between 17 and 20 is where, where uh, most of these killers are, can be found in terms of their age. It's a little surprising, but so maybe, in fact, uh, raising the age at which one could purchase a long weapon, maybe that does uh, would actually have an effect and, and, Im- and improve and prevent these sorts of situations. Hard to say. Uh, and then the mental health issue and the red flag laws. Of course, the risk with the red flag laws is you start red flagging people that really shouldn't be flagged, and the next thing you know, their constitutional right to purchase a firearm and own a weapon um, is is imposed upon and that's a problem as well so gotta be something that we can coalesce around that makes sense that can start to address this problem but you know and there's I just think there's some common threads and some common traits about all these fools that take up guns and go to schools and want to kill Uh, Young people young students got to be something that we can latch on to and maybe some research is required there What what drives them to do this and what's the common thing that we can guard against? We got a break here on middays. We're in the element well studios at Camp Shelby, Mississippi Coming up next Lieutenant Colonel John Stringer the director of the Youth Challenge Academy. Stay with us. We'll be right back
0: Thank <laughs>
4: Why did it only take 3.8 seconds to get President Reagan in the limo and 4.2 seconds to get John Hinckley restrained? Proper instruction, training, and practice. The detail, had practiced that hundreds of times. I'm Larry Rowlett, new owner of Boondocks FTA. I'm a retired special agent in charge of President Ronald Reagan's Protective Division. I purchased Boondocks for the purpose of making you and your family confident, knowledgeable, and skillful in the use of firearms. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or boondocksfta.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see
5: people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi.
6: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden. That's Callaway's time
7: now more than ever it's important to keep your vehicle in top shape let us keep you road ready at cannon Nissan of jackson our parts and service departments are open six days a week and no appointment is needed nobody beats a cannon deal nobody
4: open memorial day
8: be sure and check out the newly remodeled basils in fondren where you get simple food done well and don't forget to drop by basils fountain view at the renaissance go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations that's basils
1: back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, the Element Well Studios down at uh, Camp Shelby, Mississippi. Memorial Day coming up, as you folks know, this, this uh, Monday. So lots of activities going on here at Camp Shelby. And joining us now, Lieutenant Colonel John Stringer. He's the director of the Youth Challenge Academy. Lieutenant Colonel, thanks for coming on Midday, sir. Hey, glad to be here yes sir so tell us about uh, the youth challenge academy academy what exactly it does what's its mission
10: okay well the mission of the mississippi national guard youth challenge academy is to intervene in the lives of at-risk youth or kids that are not necessarily being successful in a traditional high school setting so how do you
1: identify those kids
10: so we actually have a recruiting department uh... a lot of times our biggest is word of mouth other kids that's been successful in the program uh, we have uh, n- normally I'll do like a interview process with our cadets when they come in where I ask them where do you hear about the academy and, and 9 times out of 10 uh, they hear about it through other people that's been successful in the program
1: I got you is this a situation, Lieutenant Colonel, where uh, the academy is maybe trying to fill a void that is not uh, offered in the schools? There's just something missing, and, and uh, a kid needs this kind of environment to get on the right track?
10: Absolutely. So the thing that we bring to the table is we're residential, uh, five and a half months. Uh, we are structured because we use a quasi-military structure at our school you know kids get up at only a certain time uh... they make their beds they wash their own clothes they clean their own barracks uh... they march to class they march to the chow hall to eat Uh, it gives them structure uh... and it also is a long-term program In which you know any kind of program that you're trying to make a positive change uh, it needs to be long-term, so you're there for five and a half months, and, you know, standards are enforced. Everybody has, you know, we have one standard. Everybody meets it, and it, it it
1: seems that a lot of children thrive in that environment. Do you find that maybe they come in very reluctant, very hesitant, maybe not happy about it, but after they get involved in it, they they kind of <laughs> like it, and they, they find that it suits them?
10: Well, I'll, I'll tell you, so... We are not a boot camp, so you cannot be forced to come to our academy. Okay. So we'll have some that are a little hesitant, uh, but what we tell people: this is not a trial program. Uh, we want you to come here, and because you want to make a change, whether it's to get back on track in school, whether it's to adjust your behavior, uh, we we get all walks of life that come to our academy we have you know we have kids that's just falling behind and they're not going to graduate on time Uh, so we have all different types that apply to our academy do they have to be a u.s citizen they have to be a u.s citizen so there's the the qualifications is uh, 16 to 18 Uh, you have to be 16 on the first day of the course and you have to not turn 19 until after the first day of the course
1: any sort of uh, certificates of achievement or completion of, of the work? Oh, uh,
10: Absolutely. So we do uh, a graduation certificate. You get a Mississippi National Guard Youth Challenge diploma. You get a, a GED. And then we also are, are allowed uh, by state law to award an adult high school diploma.
1: Don't you think that kids, they they need to interact with others, their peers? They need to be part of teams. They need to be part of groups. They need to be part of something, organizations. Well,
10: you know, and, and, and that's the thing. Uh, so kids will get in here. You know, you're living in a platoon with 36 other kids. And, you know, if you had someone that was maybe a little bit of, you know, isolated themselves, not... You know, very social. Yeah. You know, they come in here. I watch these kids, and they bloom. And they went from you know setting off over there by themselves to now they're interacting with their their teammates. Uh, you know, the other thing is you know watching them set goals, achieve goals. You know, we do physical fitness every day. Uh, they, you know, we have kids that come in here uh, that are living an unhealthy lifestyle. They'll they'll lose. 40, 50, 60 pounds, and wow. now they're physically fit. They're healthy. Hmm. Uh, I mean, just following good nutrition standards in our dining facility that we have on campus and doing physical fitness.
1: Yeah. It, you know, it just seems like that that some kids that are are getting off the track uh, that if we can get to them when we realize that that's happening and we can get them in programs like this, it's all the difference in the world.
10: Oh, and you know, and this is one of the greatest programs. There's 40, uh, 41 other academies across the nation, uh, and they're all doing God's work out there, is what I say. I, you know, one of the things that shocked me when I came in was uh, just how invested all the employees were. You know, I've only been there two years, and you know, I spent 26 and a half years in the military on mission, and this new change of mission has been just, you know, more than I could ever ask for. How does a person apply? Uh, okay, well, you can go to the MSUchallenge.org and they'll have a phone number where you can call. They'll also have the, be a- the applicant there. Do they have to go through an interview process? Yes, yeah, so we, we end up setting up interviews all over the state uh normally out of the mississippi national guard armory uh, and that way the kids that apply from that region uh has the doesn't have to drive all the way down to camp Shipley. i got you yeah is there a cost no totally free is state and federally funded uh you know it's one of the one of the better social programs out there on return for investment
1: and then once admitted, how long are they in the academy so we'll like I said, they'll be there five and a half
10: months uh and uh we we'll, we usually take classes in uh, Janu- mid January and mid July every cycle, so you know basically we my staff gets roughly three weeks in between classes.
1: Do you find that the kids on their own? Well, well, are they just inclined to apply, or or is there are parents or guardians involved in that that are really encouraging them to do so? Yeah. Well, what what I've found is, that, you know,
10: usually it's a you know a family member. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I have four or five kids in here. One of their friends saw them getting off track and said, "Hey, man, you ought mm-hmm. to. just really help me out. Won't you come over here and and try this program?" Yeah. So it's, like I said, our word of mouth around the state because, you know, the National Guard Youth Challenge Academy has been around since 94. Wow. You know, we have 10,600 graduates. Wow. During that time period, you know, some of the highest numbers in the
1: nation. Do you keep up with them and, and uh, kind of track what they do once they
10: graduate? So, you know, a very, very important part of our program is what we call our post-residential part. It's a 12-month uh, period after they graduate, where the mentor that's assigned to those kids and a caseworker that works for us tracks this kid and makes sure that he's staying or she is staying on track with her plan. We actually uh, have what would you call a post residential action plan, and it's where they sit down with my staff and my certified counselors and they put together a plan for what they're going to do after they leave the academy. For a lot of cases, you know, it's it's joining the military. It's going to college. It's going to trade school. Uh, So, you know, when they leave here, they they have a plan, and then we're tracking them, trying to make sure that they stay on – on task.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask uh, as well. Is is there a requirement to then serve in the military once one goes oh, through this
10: program? N- no, no requirement whatsoever. Now, we'll tell you that because our kids are physically fit, they know how to be at the right place at the right time in the right uniform. Yeah, you know the recruiters do come, and they're and you know it's like I told my kids, you know. Take your time,
1: make the decision that's best for you because all these guys want you to come join. Yeah. Do you you find that the graduates then sort of take that military discipline into their their life after graduation?
10: Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of these kids, they, you know, They've, they've, they've spent five and a half months in a structured environment, and now you're going to see them probably, you know, I've talked to parents where they say, yeah, he got up early or she got up early, <laughs> you know, ate breakfast, you know, went out and did some stuff. So, you know, not getting in there and, you know, like a lot of typical teenagers, they like to lock themselves in their room with their, their cell phone. So, I mean, It
1: seems like uh – Lieutenant Colonel Stringer, that we we've kind of we kind of lost out. We got about a minute left here on that insti- institutioning of of, um, of discipline in the home. We don't do that anymore.
10: Well, you know, we're like I said, we actually have a uh, discipline system in our academy, it's almost like a demerit system, and and
1: we use it to great great effect. It sounds like a great program, and I, I'm really blown away by the number of graduates. What do you say, 10,600? 10, 10,600. That is Absolutely. incredible. We'll appreciate that and appreciate all the work you guys do. Sounds like a, a great program. Thanks for sharing that with us.
10: Well, I appreciate you having us on.
1: Yes, sir. We'll come right back here at middays. It's down at Camp Shelby. We've got Sergeant Major Jonathan Luke coming up next. Stay with us.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain under partly cloudy conditions, high near 81. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 59. You're finally Friday, sunny skies, high only to 81. And a look to Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 85. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
7: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
12: This is Michael Guest. I'm honored to serve as your congressman. The National Right to Life Committee has given me a 100% pro-life score, and the Susan B. Anthony list has given me an A-plus rating for my work in Congress on pro-life issues. Now more than ever, it's important we speak up for the unborn and support the right to life. I'm Michael Guest. I approve this message, and I ask for your vote on June the 7th. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
11: Partly.
7: I'm JT Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
2: A few weeks ago, Jackson Mayor Chokwe and Tarla said in a press conference that he feels as if the capital city is still safe, while Hines County Sheriff Tyree Jones simply disagrees, especially after a 12-year-old was killed on Thursday. CJ Papa has the story. A
14: 12-year-old boy becomes the 55th person killed this year in Jackson. Cops say Adrian McDouglas and his 16-year-old brother, Ontario, Hit by bullets when a black Toyota Avalon with three people inside pulled up and opened fire. Jackson Police Deputy Chief Derek Hearn says Ontario was shot in the right forearm and left shoulder while Adrian was hit in the upper torso and died at the local hospital. Hines County Sheriff Tyree Jones has spent 23 years working the streets in Jackson and the county, taking to Facebook posting, Hines County is not safe. Councilman Aaron Banks says his heart goes out to the family, and you ask the question to yourself, when is enough enough?
2: Here in C Spire country, the best network anywhere is all around you.
12: It's up on our towers, where Blazing Fast 5G is turning your smartphone into
2: a super phone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to C Spire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead.
13: Who doesn't love a good laugh and free car advice?
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We are at Camp Shelby today. We got Memorial Day coming up, long weekend that's coming up this Monday. And joining us now, Sergeant Major Jonathan Luke. He is the Camp Shelby Joint Force Training Center MFGI Planner. Uh, Thanks for coming on. (laughs) And Sergeant Major's laughing because I'm trying to get all those acronyms out. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Sergeant Major. So the first question, and I told you I was going to ask you this before we came on, is please tell us what MFGI stands for and what that means exactly.
15: Okay, so MFGI is the Mobilization Force Generation installation okay (laughs) so uh it's basically camp shelby and there's other facilities uh, across the u.s that that do the same thing Uh, i'm part of a team uh okay so i'm not just the planner i'm a planner of the
1: team i got you um, i got you well what exactly are you planning i looked it up i shared that with you it's mobilization and demobilization correct yeah so uh
15: you know all compos uh one two and three army reserve regular army national guard they come here and they train uh exercise right Uh, and then they prepare as if they were mobilizing okay okay could be uh overseas you know oconus or conus uh continental united states uh um so and it it, is it it's a big deal for the army, basically, because you have uh, all those different components—army reserve, regular army, and national guard—that yep. come together and focus on a deliberate task or okay. a deliberate mission, whatever their mission is, that they would perform, uh, in the United States or outside of the
1: United States. Is—is is it? Uh, would it be accurate to sort of equate it to a project manager in in the uh, uh, in the private sector? Well, I mean, I—I uh,
15: I guess so. I guess it would be kind of like a project. Uh, you know, these, these units have a mission to uh, to do a certain thing, whether they're engineer, military police, infantry, whatever it is. And they come here to Camp Shelby, and they train on that mission uh, yeah. during their annual training period, uh, you know, that they do once a year. Uh, they come here, and, of course, there's a lot of planning that goes uh, along with that before, during, and after. Because
1: uh, as soon as we – while we're doing the exercise, believe it or not, we're planning for the next one. Okay. So, Okay, I got you. That makes sense. So, But Camp Shelby, we should note, it, it is a training center. I Absolutely. mean, that's its purpose, that's its function, that's its yes. role uh, in the military and joint forces training center. Correct. So it's, it's, yes. it's across the, uh, the regular Army, the Guard. In right. in all branches? Yes, sir. It it, it extends to all branches. Okay, uh, that's what I thought. The Marines yeah.
15: come here. The Navy, CBs from the coast. Uh, you know, they all come here to train. So even um, even government agencies. Uh, there's a law enforcement training center here. Okay. Uh, for the civilian. Yeah. You know. Um, so it, it's it's a over two hundred thousand acres of training area here. Right. In facilities. Uh, so it's, it's a large place, and it has uh, some of the state-of-the-art facilities, you know, um, one of the largest
1: training facilities, uh, National Guard training facilities in the U.S. Okay, yeah. and it's it's been a training facility since its inception correct. around World War II, is that correct? That's
16: correct, yes. Yeah, that's uh, this was a
15: large mobilization center during World War II. Uh, They actually uh, had German POWs here.
1: Yeah, at one time. Yeah, I I learned that uh, last time we did the show here. All right, so tell us about Operation Pershing Strike. What's going on there?
15: So it's a uh, it's a large mobilization exercise. um, That name Pershing is uh, it's named after General John Pershing. Right. Uh, He was the first reservist um, Hmm. back in World War One that actually was made a general officer. From the rank okay. captain, yeah, they promoted him all the way to general, and he was the first expeditionary force commander hmm. in World War One for the Western Front of Europe. So uh, he took a a force that did not exist, okay, created the expeditionary force, and took it overseas. So in, in the U.S. at the time, there was a lot of uh, conflicts, and um, you know, the, you know. Uh, different little things with the Native Americans and the Indians, and yeah. and, and different little sure. conflicts in Cuba and whatever. And he took an expeditionary force to Europe, the first expeditionary okay. force. and he was a reservist, so that's that name fits perfect with what we're trying to do here.
1: I now. got you, and that's coming up, coming up this summer. Yes, mm-hmm. and so will that involve a uh, National Guard? Uh, troops from Mississippi or from across uh, all, the country? All across.
15: We have soldiers coming from Montana, Pennsylvania, uh, Alabama, Florida. They're coming from all over. And it's not just the the element that's actually training. It's all the support mechanisms to go along with that. I see. Okay. All the – all the we call another acronym MSF, <laughs> you know, Mobilization Support Force. Okay. So all these guys coming together, all the different compos, Coming together to uh, to focus on one deliberate task, and that is to get these units trained and get them as
1: if they were you know deploying or mobilizing. Are there some unique assets, capabilities, resources that Camp Shelby has? Absolutely. For this particular training. Yes. So,
15: depending on what type of unit it is, they come in and uh, if they're engineers, they go and they do their engineer thing out in the training areas. They dig. They uh, you know. Uh, d- <laughs> Demolition. If they're combat arms, they come here and they do with their Bradleys and their tanks. They go out to the range facility and they and they conduct their training. So yes, that's that's one of the reasons why Camp Shelby does what it does
1: is because it has these facilities available. Okay. Um, when the troops come here from uh, other states, mm-hmm. what's their reaction? Uh, many of them, I gotta believe, is the first time they've ever been to Mississippi.
15: Uh, right. So you know, the first thing we tell them when they get here is that hey, prepare. You know, drink water because it's going to be hot. Yeah. And when you think it's going to be hot, it's going to be even hotter. <laughs> so. Uh, that's one of the things we tell them. You know, watch out for the wildlife, and and our units that come from up north that that are not used to the humidity. Yeah. So it, it it's a leadership thing. The uh, the NCOs uh, they they ensure that their troops are are taken care of, so they can you know do the mission for them.
1: I got you. Yeah. Uh, I hope they they leave with a favorable impression oh, of absolutely. our state.
15: I mean, uh, you know, good food, good training, and uh and 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 excellent weather.
1: Yeah. You know? And I and it would appear it seems I should say that uh, maybe make lifelong friends when you meet people oh, and work, work together yeah, with them. Absolutely. Yeah
15: so so I mean you know we're, we're one big huge family you know yeah, the, sure. the, and we're all one team you know yeah. so so we focus on that to, to get them here and, and, and they train hard and uh, you know and, and accomplish the tasks they, they, they set out to
1: do when they come here. We're talking to Sergeant Major Jonathan Luke um what's the morale like in in the military from your perspective right now so um
15: you know we had these planning conferences before this exercise and uh you you know the the folks i talk to from all compos that come here uh they're they're excited they can't wait to come back you know and and they're here you know and we we just had one in the spring the weather was like perfect yeah the nice 75 degrees and I, I just let them know, say, hey, you know, I, I know you enjoy coming here, and, and the weather's great. It's, yeah. you know, it's a little bit hotter, you know, when you get back <laughs> here in the summertime. But uh, no, the morale's great. Uh, it's just it, it's keeping a soldier focused and engaged is, is what you want to do. You you don't want to you don't want to waste their time. Yeah. You know? When they get here on the ground, they uh they have a reception. Okay. It, it, it's another acronym. I don't throw it out there, but okay. it's RSOI. Okay. And, and um uh, so they're 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 received. Okay. And they're staged. And they're integrated, you know, and, and, and so on. And and they get the training, and they go forth and do great things. So that's why you have to keep them engaged to keep the morale up. I got you. What about you, sir? How long have you been serving? Uh, I've been in 29 years. Got wow. In 17. Wow. Yeah. Do you come from a military background, family? Uh, I do. Uh, all the men in my family on both sides, my mom and dad's family, they all served uh, in some shape or form or capacity. Uh, I had, you know, my grandfather and two uncles <laughs> were in World War II. Uh, I actually had some in the European Theater and the Pacific Theater. Okay. Um, and you know, some were light infantry in the European Theater. Some were uh, in the Navy. Uh, my uncle uh, O.M. Luke, he he was in the Navy in in the Pacific, and uh, he, uh, you know, drove the the landing
1: boats. In in uh, the LCI's. Uh, yes. Those, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. In uh, World War Two. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had an uncle that did the same, um, and. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about um, your relative there, but when he came back, it uh, he still lived the terror of dropping off troops and yeah. watching them get slaughtered off and right there on the beaches, going back and getting more and knowing it was the same thing going to happen again. Yeah.
15: yeah, well, my uncle, I, I, I was a young kid, you know, he was uh, you know—he uh, 12 years older than my father. Yeah. So, you know, he was kind of like a grandfather to me because my grandfather died, I, I wasn't even born yet. You know. got gotcha. you. Um, so, uh, he uh, he never really talked about it. The only stories I know is anything my dad would tell me. And uh and it was just strange. He he never I, I didn't know to ask either. Yeah. You know? I was a young age exactly. and didn't really know but uh but yeah, um had, had a lot of a lot of camp folks serving uh all through the years. Yeah. You know, Civil war, World war one, war two, so uh he never really talked about it. Um my on my mother's side of the family, uh those old guys, uh my, my great-uncles, they never really talked
1: about it either. Yeah. Yeah, and you can understand that. Yeah. It's kind of a, they did their duty. Right. They served, and they uh, uh, experienced a lot of stuff that really human beings shouldn't have to experience, and they want to put right. it behind them. Yes, sir. I get it. Absolutely. Sergeant Major, thanks for coming on, and thanks for your service, sir. I oh, appreciate absolutely. it. Anytime. Middays will be right back. We're down at Camp Shelby at the Armed Forces Museum, the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum. We'll take a break right here. When we come back, we've got Master Sergeant Nicholas Campos. Stay with us.
14: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
2: Love, it's not the problem, right guys? It's shopping for that diamond. How do
14: I know I'm not getting
2: ripped off? I just want my money's worth.
5: Give us just 10 minutes at Jennifer Jewelry Company and you'll have the knowledge and confidence you need to buy her the most beautiful diamond. And if she doesn't say, wow, this is the most beautiful diamond I've ever seen, bring it back for a full refund. I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Corey Ravenstein, and we are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with ten times the selection of diamonds you'll find in average jewelry stores. You see, the world's finest diamond cutters come to us, so there's no one else between you and your diamond. We guarantee the best price in the state. Here's our promise. Give her a Juniker's diamond, and you'll not only get your money's worth,
2: you'll also get wow. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at junikerjewelry.com.
14: Juniker Jewelry. Because love can't wait.
8: Breezy Oaks Ranch is Mississippi's source for local pasture-finished Wagyu beef and heritage pork. No antibiotics, no hormones. Breezy Oaks Ranch Wagyu beef and heritage pork is healthy and has incredible flavor and marbling. Call 601-908-9080 or breezyoaksranch.com. Pick up or delivery.
11: Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Barone's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals. Professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. 601 345 8090. That's 601 345 8090. Or online at Baroni's That's Baroni's This is the Morning Agri-Market Report. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are trading up this morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 247 to 32,882. The NASDAQ is up 237 to 11,978. And the S&P 500 is up 57 to 41,15. From the New York Cotton Exchange, July Cotton closed up 32 cents to 140,87. And December Cotton closed down 112 to 123,21. At the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans are up 5 to 17,31 and a half a bushel. August soybeans are up 2 to 16.61 and a half a bushel. July corn is up 11 and three quarters to 776 and three quarters a bushel. September corn is up 10 and a quarter to 744 and a quarter a bushel. At the mercantile, August live cattle are up 2 cents to 132.62. October live cattle are up 20 cents to 138.37. August live feeders are up 12 cents to 166.80. And September live feeders are up 5 cents to 169.77.
17: Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach, and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words, made in America. Real steel, find yours at steelusa.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of US and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally.
19: Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson
8: 97.3. Properly set. All controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that
0: keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Today's
1: Super Talk Mississippi, we are at the Armed Forces Museum, the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum, in the heart of the Camp Shelby Joint Forces Training Center. And joining us now, Master Sergeant Nick Campo. He is uh, with the N.C. He's the NCOIC, not with the, he is the NCOIC. I'm going to let you explain uh for the benefit of our audience, uh, Master Sergeant, what that means exactly? It's just non commissioned officer in charge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome uh, to the program. So, uh, how long you been in the National Guard? 25 years. 25 years? 24 and some change. Okay. 25. Well, that's close enough. Uh, it's been a, an enjoyable experience for you? Oh, yeah. yeah.
20: You can't do anything for 25 years <laughs> if you don't enjoy guarantee. it. I guarantee you, you're right
1: about that, <laughs> especially considering it's voluntary. It is voluntary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally so, voluntary.
20: And actually, um, you know, speaking of NCICs and, and whatnot, so I'm the non commissioned officer in charge of uh, Debt 3, Company B, uh, the recruiting battalion for the state of Mississippi.
1: Okay, so uh, then are you personally involved in recruiting?
20: Um, yes, yes. Not as much as I was at one point in time. So I have uh, recruiters that, that I supervise now, and they're the ones that are actually on the ground doing the recruiting. I just make sure that you know they have what they need and the support they
1: need what's the elevator pitch as we say
20: so uh... education really right now education sure you know medical insurance and things of yeah. that nature you know and service to country i mean you can't forget service to country on a day like today. Absolutely. On Memorial day weekend you cannot forget service to country absolutely yeah. uh, how's it going good Good. it's getting it's getting uh... you know i think i think a lot of people have this idea in their head where uh... you know go to jail go to the military right so it's not like that anymore uh, it's very, very selective now on getting in. I mean you gotta pass the uh the ASVAB the armed forces service that uh, yeah. battery test. Yeah. Uh you you gotta be a pass physical backgrounds, medical backgrounds, uh, you know, moral backgrounds. So so it's real it's getting harder and harder getting the military.
1: Yeah. And like everything else in our world, uh, Master Sergeant, the military has evolved. It's it's a highly technical uh, armed Forces now.
20: Absolutely, everything we do is 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 linked in somehow to some kind of computer system. Right? Yeah. So from our the most basic, you know, our recruiting process. Sure. Everything we do runs through you know uh, uh, medical systems and everything else to pull your medical yeah. records and you know I mean everything we do is linked into the uh,
1: internet somehow. And so uh, a member of the National Guard is gonna. Uh, use, utilize those tools. Be taught absolutely. how to utilize those yeah. tools. And those yeah. are transferable skills. It's very marketable.
20: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you can go to, uh, let's take uh, Southern Miss, for example. You know, just about any uh, degree-producing class you can take at Southern Miss transfers over to the military somehow. In all of our schools that you can go to in the military, say you sign up and you you, you go into, you know, cyber or 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 you know, medical field sure. or whatever. Even if you've never gone to college for that, if you go into our medical program when you come out, you know, based on depending on what you did, those those hours you get credit for in the military transfer over to to. Civilian university, sure.
1: You know, yeah. is it fair to say that employers see that as a plus when they see that on the resume if they have um, well, service I, in the guard, know, the military? I usually, when
20: I'm when I'm enlisting somebody or back when I did enlist people, uh, but my guys now, when when we're enlisting somebody, I like to use this uh, little example. So, if I'm hiring, if I have a gas station and I'm hiring somebody a mechanic, and I got two guys come in, they both. Uh, both have been mechanics one went to say jcjc and got his mechanics degree and the other one joined the military at 17 and you know went to boot camp went to ait learned all the skills that come with being in the military and learned how to be a mechanic they have the same certifications it's just one only went to school to learn it. The other one's got real-world experience okay. doing it for the last four or five years, however sure. long. Who am I hiring? That's, sure. not a, that's not a hard decision there.
1: Well, that in itself uh, is a tremendous benefit Yes. Uh, yes. for someone and a, a, um, a motivator for Absolutely. someone to, to sign up. And, ha- and so how do they sign up to join the National Guard, Mississippi so, National Guard? Um,
20: real easy. You can Google Mississippi Army National Guard recruiting. You can go on the Mississippi Army National Guard's webpage. Um, there's there's a host of ways to get up, but ultimately it leads you to a recruiter. Okay. Uh, get with your local recruiter and just tell them, hey, I'm I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. And from there, you'll start the application process. Uh, we'll take all your your personal information. Uh, we'll pre-qualify you. Make sure that there's no underlying issues that may stop you from gotcha. from getting in, like medical, moral, yeah, things like that. But uh. But once you uh, once you talk to that recruiter and everything passes at his level, then you'll go to the Military Entrance Processing Station or MEPS up in Jackson or New Orleans or, or one of the others that we have around. Yeah. And do your physical and all that there and swear in.
1: Before we go here, real quick, what do you think about this museum? It's pretty neat. I love isn't
20: this museum. This is probably one of the best museums. You know, for for its size and for its location, probably the best museum around. It truly easily, is easily. incredible.
1: Yep. Truly is incredible. Master Sergeant Nick Campo has been our guest here on Middays. We appreciate you joining us, Thanks, Master, sir. Master Sergeant. Thank yes, you very sir. much. We'll be right back uh, after this break. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way, and then after that break, we got Colonel Rick Weaver, the commander of Camp Shelby. Stay with us.
21: I'm Karen McHugh. Advice for protesters heading for this weekend's NRA convention in Houston.
11: Activists are set to protest in Houston as the National Rifle Association kicks off its annual meeting there, days after a gunman killed 19 children and two teachers in Uvalde. You have a protest zone and you have a counter-protest zone. I want everybody to come out to
21: respect that. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner. Fox's Jeff Manasso. There may be signs that inflation could be tapering off. There's an update on inflation from the Federal Reserve that
22: offers some hope that prices may be moderating at least a little. The Fed's PCE reading on inflation slowed to a 6.3 percent pace in the year ending in April. It's the smallest increase in a year and a half.
21: Fox's Junie Cassola America is listening to Fox News.
23: Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you why do we garden anyway are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all seeking to reduce stress to have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise in addition to being a complete nursery greenhouse and garden shop Lakeland offers patio furnishings including couches chairs tables and much more Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we do want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden, Lakeland Drive at Airport Road.
22: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The midterms are less than six months away, and economic issues are what voters are most concerned about, according to a Politico Morning Consult poll released this week. Congressman Stephen Palazzo says voters are far from stupid.
24: They recognize it's the inflation, it's the cost of goods, it's the fact that the, our government is, you know, still paying people to. to, to to not work, and they want less regulations, they want less taxes, but this administration is going in the opposite direction.
22: 47% of voters said they trust Republicans and Congress to handle the economy more than Democrats, who earned the trust of 36% of respondents. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
17: Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach, and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words, made in America. Real steel, find yours at steelusa.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of US and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally.
22: The Mississippi Highway Patrol will be out in full force this Memorial weekend. Captain Chris Turnipseed seat is curious to see how record gas prices affect traffic. From
10: what I've seen so far, uh, you know, there, there's been quite a few uh, vehicles on the highway, so maybe
13: people are going, maybe they're just not going as far this, this year, but there are people out traveling. So we'll just have to like. see at the end of the, the period, you know, what the numbers are.
22: If you do run into trouble as you travel, you can dial star HP or star 47
13: i will put you in contact
22: with a uh, a dispatcher if you need a report of uh, you know, a crash, erratic driver or you know you're having car trouble or... Dr. Kim Benton will become the interim state Superintendent of Education July 1st, succeeding Dr. Carrie Wright who's retiring at the end of June. You know my girls you know are both in Maryland and my grandson will be three in uh, June and my youngest daughter's getting married in September and you know they've been saying mom, you know when are you coming back I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: back everyone. Middays is at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum in the heart of Camp Shelby as we approach this Memorial Day coming up this Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're having a good, what day is it Rhino? It's Friday y'all. Okay, just checking. Appreciate that. <laughs> Joining us now in the Element Well Studios the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum is Colonel Rick Weaver, the commander of Camp Shelby. Colonel, always good to see you, sir. Always appreciate it. So the first thing I've I got to tell you is I've already interviewed um, um, some of the folks involved here at Camp Shelby, uh, the military personnel, the, the National Guard, regular Army. They're fantastic individuals. They really are. And um, you and I were just talking offline. Uh, you you are definitely you have assembled a fantastic team, and uh, we in the state of Mississippi are blessed to have uh, such a great team. And so is our country.
25: Well, thank you. I will tell you up front, and it's all about the team here. It really is. From the state employees, the federal, the military's one wearing the uniforms, the veterans, the community here. Everything is tied back in, and it's not just the Hattiesburg area. It's the entire region, the entire state, wherever we go, and we're able to reach out. And currently right now, you just heard the Virgin Island Band playing. They're coming here to train. We just had the top logistics officer in the Army, the G4, the three-star, was here doing a visit around Mississippi. So Force Com, the four stars, everyone is coming to Mississippi, and we're being able to tie back in to see what we're able to do. We got a phone call the other day from a two-star from the Air Force that wants to come to Camp Shelby wow. and take a look. So those opportunities are all of there, but it is the entire package, as you stated. Yeah. We're all doing stuff. So Camp Shelby,
1: I don't think we uh, we in Mississippi, we kind of take it for granted. You know, it's just kind of in our backyard. But it's a pretty big deal in the military. The Camp Shelby, the facility,
25: the assets, the, tr- the training the, uh, of our troops that it produces. We are one of the only facilities in Mississippi or in this region from a National Guard standpoint that is joint national capability training. Mm-hmm. So we're able to do a J- JNTC capability training so anyone from around this nation that's dod and not only dod but dot gov has the ability to come here and train we still the scouting air civil air patrol you name it they come here and do some training and so from that just the next two and a half months we're around twenty-eight thousand people that are going to roll through those gates and they didn't come here even though this is a beautiful, beautiful museum yeah they came here to do some training. Yeah. And uh, this is just one more added piece to it. But that's where it goes back in. And it takes not only from our CODEL, all the way down to our state leadership, down to the local leadership, and being able to tie in with the university, with medical, the ADP here, with Chad Noel. He and I sat down the other day. Um, you know, we host once a year the Norwegian Foot March with extra table. And those things, that is just huge. Yeah. And being able to bring that and seeing what's going on here. Um, Again, the next couple months is just going to be exploding. And you take a look at that, and you and I have discussed about this. I'm more of a city manager here than I do. I wear the uniform, but I also got to take a look at what's the economic development we bring in. Can you imagine bringing 28,000 people in for two and a half months? And uh, so that's a huge impact that's going to happen, not only to just the Hattiesburg area, but into this entire region and the entire state. Because when they drive in from Tennessee and North Carolina, they're still going to drive back out. And they're going to touch every aspect of those. And the the camp, the facility, its assets, its resources, continuously upgraded. Oh, yes. And uh, again, very blessed this last year, if you just saw the budget. Camp Shelby's set for basically $100 million worth of new construction wow. on top of what we're already showing. Wow. And so uh, huh. and that was specifically set here for the new Mates facilities, the uh, microgrid, doing underground to protect us so that we're able to make sure that when FEMA, MEMA, and the rest of the services come in, that they're here during the natural disasters to be able to serve the citizens of this great state. I see. So it's been awesome. It really has, and the honor and privilege of being here as the commander it, it, just like you said, it takes a village, and I made sure I got a village around me <laughs> and uh, i have I have a wonderful group of people that just really take great care of me well
1: and and you're awfully humble about that, but you should be commended in recognizing that that's how you make that's how you optimize um, your production is to put in place people. That, uh, and not be afraid of putting in place people uh, that are smarter than you. That's, that's the mark of a good leader. You're, you're, you have enough confidence in, in your leadership skills and your abilities. You want the best people in
25: those jobs. Uh, that. One thing, i I got to brag on one of my guys. I told him they came in, and he was new. And this was a basically uh, an installation is a lot different than a line unit. And uh, he's like, well, what do I do? I said, just think outside the box. Yeah. And he's over my director of public works, so what he did was got all of his landscape crew because we got a lot of grass here sure, as you well. Sure, sure do. Yeah. So he said, well, let me find another place in which I could bring them and kind of do some crosstalk. So he went to one of our universities and had them talking with our guys and doing that crosstalk of what's best practices. Sure. That was an outside the box deal. Now, same thing. We've got kids at coming up awesome opportunity and it's full. I think it's over 150 kids that are going to be coming here participating in that. Of course you know our youth challenge program that we've got here working on our 29th year to do that. That's two classes a year, Gerard. That's awesome. 29th year of us to be able to do those and again as a mobilization training station so from 4th Comm, 1st Army all of that coming in being able to see and it's not just a National Guard place I've got all your active duty components coming in. All of your Army Reserve components are coming in. The Marines here are right now. They've had over a thousand Marines here for a couple months, so it's not just a weekend stuff. Wow! So it's it's amazing.
1: It really is. Well, we are blessed to have, uh, like I said, the facility in
25: the state of Mississippi, and,
1: and more importantly, the the great people uh, that staff it, man it, as, as you have alluded to. So. Um, What's on the boards here for the camp? For the you said 100000000 million. I'm kind of blown away by that. That's a lot. So what what are you going to be doing? That's only on
25: the federal side. Okay. Uh, the state has been very good to us as well, too, to tie back into those mission sets. So from the uh, federal side, our mates facility was built back in the 1980s, okay. and that takes care of multiple states here. And so from there, now we need a larger facility to be able to drive in the larger tanks. So $18 million there we have a microgrid that we were talking about because out of our three mission sets one of them is to be a staging area for FEMA FEMA okay. and you know your power companies yep. and all of that during natural disasters a microgrid to be able to come in and be able to operate for 96 hours or up to 14 days here without any power is huge for us to be able to do that and tying in is the underground cabling for that and then the state has came in as well and uh, you know it rains a little bit and it gets a little hot and we got some humidity (laughs) but you've been out to our facilities and you've seen what we call the pole barns yep to be able to put those roofs over there and then have those dehumidifiers to be able to send that dry air in there to keep the moisture at a low level okay and so the state was able to provide funding for that along with other things yeah. throughout the armories. So we have really been blessed in the Mississippi Guard, not only the Army in the air, with a great federal but also a great state leadership.
1: That's awesome. That's good to hear. Uh, in a little bit of time we have left, Colonel, what, what do you hear from folks that come from outside of Mississippi? They come to Camp Shelby for training. They stay for a while. What kind of feedback do you get from them?
25: When they show up first, it's either it's hot, yeah. it's humid, <laughs> but they say it is beautiful. Yeah. And they say they're coming back. Now, we have a USAR group that has came in, and they used to go up north a lot. But the customer service that comes here, that's what brings people back here, huh. and the ability to do the training in which we do. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say anything about our partnership with the U.S. Forest Service. Sure. is tied back in to allow us to have the 136,000 acres yeah. in which we're able to utilize. So all of those tied in together, but the customer service is probably the one thing everyone hmm. comes back here to. No matter where you go, and it's not because of me. It's because they want to make sure that the opportunities for that soldier, sailor, airman, marine, whatever, is training and gets that opportunity to do it here before they go to bad places That's and awesome. do good things.
1: Well, I can say personally every time I come here, the the, the base, uh, the camp is absolutely pristine and so well kept, only to be exceeded by the fine people that work and surf here. Well, thank you, thank Colonel. Thank you so very it. much, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Colonel Rick Weaver, the commander of Camp Shelby, has been our guest here on middays. We'll come right back. We've got Major General Jansen Boyles. He's the Mississippi National Guard Adjutant General. Stay with us.
26: Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
9: Frisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Briscoe Deli. We have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us.
12: As a former prosecutor and now as your congressman, I'm very concerned about the crisis of illegal immigration and drugs coming across America's southern border. I'm Michael Guest. I've gone to the border several times this year to meet law enforcement officers who are working hard to protect us. They deserve our support. You have my commitment to always fight for stronger border security to make our communities a safer place to live, worship, and raise a family. I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
14: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
8: Together here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
0: We're
24: rolling. Go. Play it.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We're coming at you live from the Element Well Studios, temporarily repositioned at the uh, Mississippi Armed Forces Museum in the heart of Camp Shelby. And joining us now, Major General Jansen Boyles. He's the Mississippi National Guard Adjutant General. General, always good to see you, sir. Good to see you, Gerard. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, lots of activities planned here at Camp Shelby as we... Um, honor those who gave uh, their lives and paid the ultimate price to preserve our freedoms, Memorial Day, uh, as we celebrate it coming up uh, this Monday. What we got going on?
27: Well, uh, of course, we had our uh, wreath laying today where we honored our Gold Star families. And uh, I'll tell you, it was really just just a wonderful ceremony. Um, You know, I just sat there and listened to the comments uh, as they were being presented and uh, just brings, I mean, truly, just brings, it's an emotional moment uh, the uh, just to, just to understand on this weekend that we've lost men and women uh, who had their lives in front of them and who probably could have made an incredible impact and contribution to this country. Yeah, and uh, just not have them with us anymore. So we need to remember that, and we ne- we need to remember them by name.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're so right, and um, you know every day ought to be Memorial Day if you think about it, because we are so blessed to live in this country. Uh, and, and though we have our warts, we have our challenges, because we're humans. Yeah. And, but there's no better place on the earth. This is the, the greatest country um, man ever uh, created uh, with, with God's guidance and, and wisdom. And it uh, wouldn't be here were it not for those sacrifices. I mean, we've been challenged so many times because we are the greatest. We are the best. Yeah. Uh, but it's because of their sacrifice that, that we are here.
27: Yeah, and 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 you know, and we export that, which is yeah. something we need to remember yeah, too. Exactly. You know, we don't we don't sit here and train and become very good in the greatest country in the world. We export it so that other countries can follow our lead and can understand, you know, how to train and how to. Uh, you know, have freedom in their country and, and all those things. So yeah. it's, it's important not only that we're the greatest, but that we export our knowledge to the rest of the world.
1: No doubt about it. And so um, the significance of honoring Gold Star families, why, why is that so important?
27: Yeah, and, and, and again, it's, it's um, you know, um, talking to our honorees this morning, um, you know, she was very emotional about it. And yeah. this was her older brother, and uh, she remembers him. Uh, and the day that he went off to, to, to camp to basic training, and um, he didn't come home. Right. And, uh, you know, those families, we, we have to embrace those families and, and take care of them. You know, we've had those issues going on more recently. Of course, that was a World War II yep. veteran, but in this case, we've had so many more recent uh, losses and uh, so many more Gold Star families. So we just, we just have to embrace them. And uh, this yeah. is a great weekend to, to remember them. You know
1: the thing about it is that any time I've interacted with them is they're they're not bitter about it. I mean they they're they're uh, they're of course they're sad and and they're shaken and it's not anything you ever get over. Uh, but they're still
27: proud. There's a sense yeah. of pride. Yeah. And, you know, and, and again, I think it's there's there's a sense of loss there, and of course I could never explain it. Uh, we've lost some friends, and uh, we certainly interact with their families, and uh, again, it goes back to, I think, that loss potential. Um, we've got uh, one gentleman who was a first sergeant, a great leader, probably would have led this organization, to be very honest, with the joy that we lost in Iraq um, back in 2005, and, and um, His life had so much potential. So, so, you know, I guess, I guess, at the end of the day, what this means to me is that um, we've lost some really um, talented men and women who gave their life for this country, but they were so willing to put the uniform on and and understanding that that might happen, make the contribution that they made, and and we just have to remember that.
1: I totally agree. this museum's fantastic. Yeah, it is, and it's so fitting and so so needed. We we need to to hold on to those memories, and we and we need to uh, exhibit and recognize uh, those from Mississippi who served in our armed forces and this museum just does
27: a fantastic job of telling that story and thanks for that and i think i think what really makes this museum special is we're telling stories in here so anybody who hadn't been here and of course those who have uh... They, they've got storyboards about individuals and it tells those individual right. stories and some of them we've lost um, yep. you know that we're remembering this memorial day others you know went on to live productive lives but they're special people Uh, who made a contribution to this country's defense and freedom, and uh, I would encourage everybody to come in here and see this museum. It's not hard to get through the gate. You show your driver's license, and the gate guards are friendly, and it's not hard to find the museum on the property. We just encourage everybody to come in here and take advantage of seeing this story. It's awesome. Totally agree. Uh, I've had the
1: pleasure and honor of interviewing uh, many of the members of the team here. Uh, It's a fantastic
27: team. Yeah it is so um we we're lucky and i think i've told this story before but uh, tommy and his whole team we've got a couple folks that we picked up from the world war ii museum down in New orleans we were lucky that uh, the director um, tommy lofton uh, is from mississippi yeah he wanted to get back home Uh, he'd worked down there for 10 years interviewing most of the veterans that they have tapes of down there so he had a real he had real experience of working with veterans and uh, we're we're very fortunate to have him here yeah very talented um
1: Colonel Weaver just shared that we've got twenty-eight thousand scheduled to come in this summer
27: for yeah. training. Yeah, so we can house about twelve thousand comfortably. We're going to our higher watermarks going to be about ten eight, ten nine at any one time. Okay, but uh, the 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 real the real story here is that we have seven brigades coming in here to train, maybe eight, from different states. Right. Uh, the the National Guard has five. Uh, Armored Brigade Combat Teams, which are the tanks, three of them are coming here this summer to train, okay. just to put that in perspective wow. for you. So um, Camp Shelby is sought after. Uh, we provide great customer service. That's why they come back. That's what the colonel said. And um, we're excited to have them here because they bring their you know, revenue with yeah. them, Yeah. and they spend it on the local economy, and uh, the more we can build this enterprise, we want to do it, Joran. What are you focused on these days in terms of the training? So um, we've got about um, 1,500 to 2,000 men and women going out the door next year uh, back to defend the uh, mission in the Middle East. You know, we got to hold ground there while we look at other sure. parts of the world. And um, so it's aviation, it's military police, it's... Um, our armored brigade combat team is going to send a small team out of about a thousand folks um, so we're excited about next year which means that we have to focus on their hard training this year at Camp Shelby it's a very important part of their training to get that right this year so they're ready to go out the door next year and that will begin in about the April of uh, May time frame next year. I got you and of course one of the major
1: uh, situations where the guard gets involved is when we experience these, these uh, natural disasters and certainly uh, that's not something we're unfamiliar with here in Mississippi with respect yep. to hurricanes, tornadoes, and so forth. Always do a fantastic job, but the technology's improving quite a bit, the tools uh, available to uh, the Guard troops
27: to yeah, help in it those is. situations. It is. So we're focusing on that here at Camp Shelby also, uh, both the offensive tools and the defensive tools. And what I mean by that is that uh, you've seen in this recent Ukraine war that electronic warfare is part of the sure. puzzle that they're trying to figure out. Uh, we're bringing those tools to Shelby so that we can train on electronic warfare and those type things. Okay. We have connectivity that we're building here so that we can uh, uh, f- you know, fight on laptops or electronic devices, deal with drones and all that. And that's an important part of this next generation of fight. Right. Is to make sure that electronically we can do all those things move, shoot, and communicate. Just talking to uh, a Master Sergeant, Nick Campo, about recruiting
1: into the Guard, and, yeah. and we were discussing how many of those sorts of skills that you gain by being trained in the Guard yeah. and serving are transferable into the private sector.
27: Yeah. That's been an initiative that we've started about three years ago. Uh, the most recent one that got the most uh, attention is is trucking. Uh, we have a trucking tractor unit in South Haven. Huh. And the proximity is not by accident yeah. because there's a lot of you know, distribution, distribution so forth around Memphis. Yep. And uh, so you can join the Mississippi Guard, become a trucker, and uh, we'll get you to the trucking school at Fort Lee. But you come back, we can get you a license as a commercial driver, and you can serve the Guard be a trucker on the weekends or at AT, and then also have that as your military career. And that's just, I mean, as your civilian career. That's just one example. Wow, that is awesome, so especially we, when you consider the shortage of truck drivers and the demand. I, I'm telling you, if I were a 17-year-old, I'd be looking at it. You know? <laughs> you and it did not have to be my lifetime career. Right. But it's a great paycheck to start. No doubt. And then I can convert that into something later on in life if I'm interested. Yeah. So um, we'll, we want to help you get started yeah. in life. And the National Guard's a great way to do it. Got it. Uh, Major
1: General, thanks for joining us, sir. Thanks, Gerard. Yes, sir. Appreciate you always. Yes, sir. Major General Jansen Boyles, the Mississippi National Guard Adjutant General, has been our guest here on Middays. When we come back, Paula Carruth, gold star and mother. Stay with us. Good.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A beautiful day today. Sunny skies, high only to 81. Tonight, clear skies, low around 58. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 85. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 62. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
18: A stronger, healthier Mississippi starts with the right managed care. Managed with integrity. AmeriGroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. AmeriGroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com.
7: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Calloway's has a large selection of fresh trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2022 collections arriving, we offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, Feel you get more propane for less money. Calloways in that on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of German Town Hall.
3: Calloways is Calloways is everything for home and garden.
13: That's what Calloways is. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of MM Shapley Steakhouse.
17: There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank. In your corner. Member FDIC.
22: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The midterms are less than six months away, and economic issues are what voters are most concerned about, according to a Politico morning consult poll released this week. Congressman Stephen Palazzo says voters are far from stupid.
24: They recognize it's the inflation, it's the cost of goods, it's the fact that our government is still paying people to, to, to not work and they want less regulations, they want less taxes, but this administration is going in the opposite direction.
22: 47% of voters said they trust Republicans and Congress to handle the economy more than Democrats, who earned the trust of 36% of respondents. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
7: Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
17: Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: element well studios today we're broadcasting live from the mississippi armed forces museum in the heart of camp shelby just south of hattiesburg mississippi joining us now paula caruth gold star mother of fallen marine casey casanova who was the first female marine killed in action during the the global war on terrorism is that right correct well thanks for joining us and uh, first of all uh, we're so sorry uh, for your loss, of course, and uh, we we uh, owe um, Casey the greatest of gratitude and uh, respect uh, well, for serving our country.
28: That y'all have always, Mississippi has always supported and showed Casey much gratitude, and I am so grateful for that. Thank you.
1: Well, I don't know that there can be enough extended, honestly. Because um, uh, Casey uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, to preserve the freedoms uh, in our country, and and we are so eternally grateful. But it's a pleasure to have you, uh, Miss Garuth, here on the program. So so tell us what brought you here, and exactly what's going on with respect to the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum.
28: Well. Um Tommy Lofton mm-hmm. uh, invited me here today because they were honoring the Gold Star family of right. the uh, Irojima vet. And uh, actually, uh, uh, Tommy has agreed to take my memorabilia of Casey that I have from the last uh, 14 years, and she's going to be a part of the Armed Forces Museum.
1: That is, is, is awesome.
28: It is. It's a answer prayer. I've been trying to get these artifacts put somewhere for some time now yeah yeah
1: was uh what
28: possessed casey to join and sign up become a marine <laughs> i I, I the good lord i don't know because as a mother you know i i was totally against it i, um, I of course did not believe my girl was not that girl to me she was a little dainty little girly girl and Mm -hmm. I really me and my mother thought they'd call us to come get her from the boot camp (laughs) um and she was bound and determined though and she did very well at that really she yeah Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. um and so she was was called away um out of the country to serve
28: um yes uh well she actually went into the marine corps she was at southwest community college um and she uh her uh Schooling was in communications, which is what she did for the Marine Corps. Okay. So um, that's how she was introduced to going to the Marine Corps.
1: Went through Camp Pendleton uh, for training?
28: Uh, no, no, no. She went through Paris Island. Okay. Uh, and then she wound up in her uh, station at Camp Pendleton, okay. California.
1: I got yes. you. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and served in Operation Iraqi Freedom. Is yes, that correct? that's correct. And uh, so what was the year? When uh, her
28: 2008 is when she passed, but she was in from 2003 to 2008.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Did did the Marine Corps seem to suit her? Did, oh, so you Casey were hesitant we at first, but once it. she got in, were, were you? Um,
28: It suited her, not me, <laughs> ever. I mean, my I baby understand. was 2,000 sure. miles away from home, sure. and this is my only child, and she's a girl. Um, uh, I was never happy about Casey being yeah. away from home, ever.
1: Did did she know that? Did she sense oh, that? Oh,
28: she knew it because I'm from New Orleans. I speak my mind, so yeah. she knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but Casey was very happy um, in the Marine Corps, and she thrived there, and she did very well there, and she loved it. She, yeah. Casey loved it. She, I believe Casey would have been a career okay. Marine. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. You know, she went to high school where she boarded and she was very good with a scheduled life and the Marine Corps suited that for her. Yeah. Scheduled, she uh she she thrived there. She thrived. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, have you been to the museum? I have. It's uh it's awesome. It's incredible. Oh, incredible. Yeah. I mean, it it makes the hair stand up on me. I it's do, so yeah. very incredible. Yes.
1: So Tommy, of course, that you mentioned earlier and we see him walking down the hall. He's the director here at the Mississippi Law enforcement museum does a great job so uh, do you have a a feel or an idea of what the exhibit honoring Casey is going to look like where Um, it's going to be placed Well, I know
28: that it will be in the Hall of the heroes Uh, and what I will say um, I'll tell you how this happened Uh, a man out of Jacksonville Florida contacted me about uh, five months ago he found me out of nowhere Casey I don't know um, and he is a Marine, and he became a sculptor. He's a Vietnam vet, and he became an artist. He sculpts bust. Okay. And what he did is he started sculpting the bust of the Jacksonville fallen Marine men. Okay. And uh, he, I don't know. I, he come across Casey, and he went to the Enterprise Journal, and they got him in touch with me. Uh, and he said he just had to do this bust of Casey. So he is now creating this bust, and in the fall, sometimes, I'm not sure when, we will put her artifacts and her memorabilia and the bust in the Armed Forces Museum.
1: That is so awesome. It is. Uh, uh, Do you care to, or can you share with us um, some examples
28: of the artifacts? Of Casey's? Yeah, that are going to be exhibited. I have... um, I have her, you know, her blues and yeah. her hat. Yeah. I I have the medal of valor. She is a Mississippi Medal of Valor, the 18th. Sure. I am going to also present that to the museum. And I have um a shadow box of all of her medals that I will uh give and uh, uh several other things. There's uh, just other little things. I have the letter from you know, today, uh, yeah. the letter from mm-hmm. the, and, um, you know, these things are, need to be shared. They, yeah. uh, they've been sitting in the closet for a while. I mean, you can only leave those things on the walls for so long. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, uh, again, uh, a, a grateful nation, on behalf of a grateful nation, very much uh, thank you, and, uh, and her in particular, for her service to this great nation. The, the people around here, uh, the members of the Guard, the military, they truly do understand that sacrifice is is has that been your experience in they talking to do them?
28: understand it um and when you walk through this museum the feel of the, it's really living yeah. it's not about death it's yeah, exactly. about life exactly. and that is what i mean it's just so huge you know so it's a great honor and uh Casey, of course, there's very few women here.
3: Yeah.
28: Casey will be one yeah. of only like a couple a women point. in That's this. Right. Ar- I mean, she is the first woman yeah. um, that this uh, Mr. Leonard, that is, he is, she is the first woman he has ever sculpted. Wow. So she's the many of a first.
3: Wow.
22: Yes.
1: That's incredible. So, uh, you shared with me uh, earlier, uh, Paula, that you're originally from New Orleans, which folks can probably detect from your your (laughs) distinct New Orleanian accent. I've
28: lived in Mississippi 30 years (laughs) and I cannot lose it. (laughs) I will tell
1: you that my father, born and raised in in, uh, New Orleans, on St. Peter Street, right, and uh, moved to Mississippi in 1953 before I was born. He passed away in 1998. He still had it, too. He never lost right. it.
28: Well, my mother was uh, th- that way, but my dad was born and uh, raised in Mississippi. Okay. So, you know, he never had that, but, I, I you see. know, my mother uh, is originally from Miss- uh, New Orleans okay. as well. so
1: And you live in Macomb now, right?
28: No. I live in Socia.
1: In Socia, okay. Yes, gotcha.
28: I, I uh, recently left Macomb a year ago, okay. and I've, na- I've been in Socia i'm with you mississippi it's uh which is close to the museum i'm excited about that yeah yes, yeah
1: yes. yeah exactly because yeah. uh, i'm sure you'll want to, oh, to come I and, will,
28: and i will bring people believe me
1: that that is awesome uh, everybody really needs to tour this thing oh if they i haven't. agree uh,
28: i i have never been to camp shelby before now i actually did not know that the arms forces museum uh, catered to all of the services, right. which is an incredible thing, yes. and it is. It, everyone needs to come out to this museum. It is incredible. Yeah, I it totally
1: is agree. Incredible. It it's it, uh, so well done, and and I think folks are surprised. They don't expect to find. Uh, the exhibits to be as, so professionally done as they are, and so realistic oh, and life. realistic! I. It's incredible.
28: Like I said, it lives there. It yeah. really does. You think you're going into this, you know, thing that is, uh, but it's all about life there, yeah. really. And what these, uh, you know, soldiers and marines did, you know, no doubt. for the great nation.
1: And I think folks, when they come through, are surprised to learn just how connected. Mississippi is and just how rich the state's history is with respect to serving in the uh, armed forces.
28: I was very surprised myself. We are very connected in every one yeah. of these wars. Every one of them. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mississippians are patriotic. Uh, they love their country. Mm. And uh, I'm quite sure that Casey did as well.
28: Oh, yes. Let me tell you. Um, I can remember when this first happened, when Casey uh, first uh, Uh, past and uh, this is what was put on my heart my girl loved the Lord and she loved her country and that's what her everything was in the glory for that
1: well We are so grateful for her service and sacrifice, and um, uh, Paula, um, God bless you. Thank you. God bless her and, and wish you all the best. And thank you for sharing her story, and I'm looking so forward to the exhibit here.
28: Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Paula Carruth, Gold Star Mother of Marine Casey Casanova. We'll be right back here on Middays. we got more talk and more guests coming up. Stay with us.
6: Why don't you mind your own business?
19: Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean?
6: No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll
19: regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems.
6: You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online
4: This is the Midday agri market report. In its continued efforts to get formula to families in need, the USDA is encouraging state agencies and their infant formula manufacturers to consider seeking temporary flexibility in their infant formula contracts to allow WIC participants to purchase alternate sizes, forms, and brands of infant formula during the current shortage. State agencies have contracts with one of three manufacturers to provide specific formula to WIC infants who are partially or fully formula fed. To maximize access for WIC participants, the USDA is recommending state agencies, rickett Mead, Johnson, RMJ, and Gerber, to work together to consider temporarily allowing alternate brand formulas. Responding to infant formula shortage has been and will continue to be a team effort, says Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. We encourage states and their formula manufacturers to work together to maximize access to infant formula for WIC participants. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi, Agri News Network.
17: Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach, and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words made in America. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally.
9: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Ah, it's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbons. Yeah. Mm. Come on,
3: let's get on with the
2: show!
0: Yes. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Beyond the boundaries of your city's lights. Stand the heroes waiting for your cries. So many times you did not bring this on <laughs> when that moment finally comes.
1: Welcome back, back everyone there. to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Midday. Live from the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum in the heart of Camp Shelby, just south of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, in the Pine Belt. And joining us now, Chief Warrant Officer 2. Hendricks the Virgin Islands National Guard band here today. I've been listening to the music, uh chief
16: warrant officer, glad to have you. Oh, it's my it's definitely our pleasure to be here. Um is it, we're the 73rd Army band from the United States Virgin Islands and um on behalf of Major General Kojo Knoxlin it definitely is our pleasure to be here, and I'm glad that you had an opportunity to enjoy the music.
1: Yeah, uh, right down the hall here. Been listening in, and uh, as is uh, usually the case with any kind of uh, military band, it's always seems to be perfect when they play music and got us kicked off with uh, the national anthem just before we came on the air, and, and that was awesome as well. So uh, what do you think about uh playing taps when you have to honor uh the service members on memorial day. What well, what what's that like? What's that experience like?
16: So for me personally I can personally attest to playing taps because my initial MOS I am a forty two Romeo nine Bravo which is a bugler. So um it it is definitely emotional for me. Yeah. Um, it is the last opportunity for me to pay homage to that soldier and their family for their service. So it definitely, every time I do it, it, is definitely an emotional process for me. What's What's the history of Taps? Where Where did that
1: tradition start? Where we Where we play Taps uh... to honor a fallen
16: member of the military? I actually don't have that information for you. It's been around I, as long as I can remember. I know. I know. I'm going to make sure that I get that answer for you yeah. today.
1: Um, how long does it take to to master that the way that the buglers do?
16: (laughs) Um, It's a matter of just repetition and training. Um, The thing with taps is it's so emotional and the magnitude of what it embodies, it, it, it can go really, really well or we've had situations where it doesn't go so well. And the reason I could say that it probably happens is because the bugler is enduring for me part of the pain that the family may be feeling as they're playing I see so,
1: it, so it, when you're doing that in, in the presence of the family in particular it hurts yeah it just channels through I can see that yeah, it, uh, it definitely hurts yeah uh, how many members are in the band
16: um, so my band um, is a total of 26 personnel. Okay. Um, we're currently working on recruiting about three more, which will bring us up about to 29 personnel. Yep. I have two new soldiers that just graduated from the United States Army School of Music yesterday. So they'll be returning home here on ground that I have with me. I have 20 personnel.
1: Okay. Uh, and are there events uh, where the band will be playing throughout the weekend for Memorial Day here?
16: so no so our requirements um we actually got here around the 15th okay of this month and uh, we did the hattiesburg festival on the 21st which was really really nice it's a beautiful park yeah and um our we brought two groups we brought our steel ensemble Okay. Um, which is unique to the military. I think we're one of the only United States Army bands with a steel ensemble. Yeah. So I call them Steel Brigade. Yeah. And um, we also have another group named the Calypso Soldiers. So to the in the Caribbean, um, Calypso is basically what embodies us in our music. And uh, we've created a group around that. So I brought those two groups to participate in that festival. It was really nice. And then Mother Nature had some other plans, and she rained on bit. I got you. <laughs> so does the band travel around like that on a regular basis? Um, so currently, based off of, I guess, what's happening in the world and stuff, it kind of dictates how much we're able to travel and stuff like that. But the history of the band, this band has traveled to so many places, Um Chile, panama nicaragua africa jamaica uh, there's so many places that this band has been so we're just glad that we're always able to travel and share our music with everyone is it it always seems to
1: me like there's the uh... kind of a special level of respect that we as americans feel when we see a, a military band like that performing especially the more patriotic tunes it just i don't know puts a spring in your step maybe uh, gets the uh, the hair standing up on your neck a little bit uh, just it's it's kind of
16: emotional and it's
1: just it makes you feel good to be an American
16: And and just the fact that you feel that speaks to our purpose our purpose is to bridge the gap between the civilian world and the military world yeah. and show people that the military is also human as well yeah so the purpose of army bands is to make you feel good okay. about the service and what we do and what we bring to the table.
1: Well, mission accomplished <laughs> for, for me personally, and I think I speak for a lot of folks out there that feel the same way. I, I always enjoy the performances and haven't been to Mardi Gras a lot through my life and seeing military bands perform there and at uh, uh, sporting events and so forth. It's, uh, it's always a treat. It's always special. But we appreciate you coming to Mississippi
16: and bringing the great music here. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. And anytime you guys get some time, come on down to the United States Virgin Islands. We welcome you with open arms. That's awesome. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, Chief Warrant Officer 2 Hendricks has been our guest with the Virgin Islands National
1: Guard Band. We'll take a break. We got the news coming your way. We got Tommy Lofton, the Director of the Armed Forces Museum at 12:20. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. <laughs>
21: This is a Fox News Alert. I'm Karen McHugh. New details on this week's school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Speaking to reporters in the past hour, Department of Public Safety Director Stephen McCraw now says nearly 20 officers were in the hallway outside the classrooms for more than 45 minutes before agents used a master key to open a door and confront the gunman. It was the wrong decision, says McCraw. Children repeatedly phoned 911 asking, please send the police now. 19 children were killed along with two of their teachers. A message from their commander-in-chief for this year's graduates of the U.S. Naval Academy. What lives on will be the service you will give to others.
4: And the timeless principles that you're willing to sacrifice everything to defend.
21: President Biden speaking at today's commencement ceremony in Annapolis, Maryland. America is listening to Fox News.
2: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. This is Dr. Will Lumflett with Capital Dental. At Capital Dental, we want to be your one stop for comprehensive family dentistry for your family's dental needs. Book your appointment online today at capitaldentalinc.com. That's capitaldentalinc.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
22: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Record gas prices are forcing some families to make some hard choices. Don Redman is with AAA Mississippi.
30: You're talking about right now uh, impacting the family budget anywhere. Between uh, ninety to one hundred and fifty dollars a month. I mean, that's that's a that's a it's real significant manic. chunk. It's, it's hard to make that up.
22: The summer driving season kicks off this Memorial Day weekend, and higher prices could prompt families to take fewer trips and go shorter distances. We, we've
30: just released our Memorial Day forecast. We're actually looking pretty good. We're, we're at numbers that we haven't seen since 2017, which are, are good numbers. Obviously, 2018, 2019 were historic landmark numbers.
22: At this point, they are seeing an increase of 6% from last year. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atlas Energy. Being a gopher, I like
8: to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property and, more importantly, you.
23: It's free and
8: it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.comslash 811.
22: Lincoln County residents are the first to be awarded Mississippi Veterans Honor Medals. Army Air Force Staff Sergeant Cecil Rhodes of Brookhaven and Army Sergeant R.E. Nettles of Bogochetta were presented the medals by former Senator Sally Doty. This was uh, one of the last pieces of legislation that I authored and kind of shepherded through the legislative process. Uh, I left the Senate in 2020. Doty told us Rhodes is 101. He didn't really quite know when he got there he didn't have all the details, but once he got there, he was like, oh my goodness, this is a, thank you so much. And he stood up and gave the most wonderful speech. And Nettles is 96. Does not look 96. And uh, he was there as well. He he, um, he was just a, a joy to know. He was in the, the Pacific Theater. Dodie thinks those are the only two living World War II veterans in Lincoln County. I'm Kelly Bennett.
8: Swing in to sponsoring the Sanderson Farm Championship, Mississippi's largest professional sporting event, September 26th through October 2nd. Entertain your clients or prospects, reward your employees. All from a skybox on the 18th green. Got to hurry. These affordable Sanderson Farm Championship packages are available through June 15th. Visit Sponsorsfc.com today to learn more. That's Sponsorsfc.com. Losing power can be a major disturbance for homeowners. Taylor Power Systems offers a full line of Riggs & Stratton home standby generators in numerous sizes to keep your lights on during a power outage. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today, 601-932-5674 to discuss a standby generator for your home.
19: catch sports talk mississippi your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the magnolia state every day from three until six right here on super talk jackson 97.3
0: welcome to the show that challenges you to to think deeply and look beyond political posturing you're listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
1: Welcome back everyone to midday Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling right into hour three on the program. We are coming at you live from the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum, right in the heart of Camp Shelby down here. Beautiful day as we approach Memorial Day and We're down here with all the military folks and all the festivities going on. It's been a great day thus far. And uh, joining us now, we've got Staff Sergeant Ashton Belk and uh, Master Sergeant Nick Campo back with us again. And we're talking about recruiting, retention, how folks can uh, join the Guard, why they would want to do that, and then how do you
31: keep them. So what do you think about that, uh, Staff Sergeant? You know, there's a you know a lot of opportunities with the guard right now, but I think one of the biggest things is, you know, that Camp uh, Campo talked about earlier, and that'd be education. So uh, we have a lot of individuals. Pursuing an education, and, and we, we have a way to help them pay for it and uh, provide a military experience at the same time while getting that education.
1: Yeah, so you were talking about that earlier, uh, Nick, the the uh, opportunities with health care, with education. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you make some money while you're doing it too, absolutely, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You get get paid, So and it's totally voluntary. It is. Uh, yes, it is. Now, so once you get them in, what do you do to keep them?
20: Well, you, then you run to the retention aspect of it, and after, you know, everybody signs up for an initial contract, and at the end of that initial contract, then you have to make the decision: are you going to reenlist or not and reenlist? And, and we have uh, retention teams out there that, that that handle that portion of it, but it's really up to the to the individual soldier at that point whether they want to stay in or not, and that that falls onto their unit uh, and to the leadership of the state, uh, you know, and how good of a job we're doing keeping them happy while they're in. Because if they're not happy while they're in, they're not going to want to yeah. reenlist and get back
1: in. Yeah, you know. What What about those, um, uh, Sergeant Bell? What about those that that enter the guard, serve? How big an asset can they be in helping you get others in? I mean, do they do they go back maybe tell some folks that uh, once they they're in and they're experiencing, they're liking it, they're enjoying it, they think it's of value to them?
31: Other folks are maybe kind of on the fence. Can they push them over? Well, I think it's like you said. I think it really just comes down to their personal experience in the guard. Um, you know, you have a good experience. Obviously, you're more likely to go out and spread the word. Um, but, you know, the guard, you know, what you put into it is what you get out. Yeah. So, you know, we preach that a lot. And uh, we, we actually have a lot of lead-based referrals where we get referrals from people who are in. So that's a good thing. So as long as we keep them happy while they're in, then they continue to. Us. In, in terms of recruiting, how big an asset is
1: it to have this fantastic facility here, Camp Shelby? Someone's thinking about it, they know they get to come here uh, and receive the training that uh, that the that the, uh,
31: the experience provides once they sign up how big a deal is that Well, I think it's pretty big. We utilize Camp Shelby a lot uh, not only do we do field trips for our juniors and seniors in high school right now, but even places like the museum here you know we can bring elementary schools out and just show them and it's you know kind of you know a way that they can come out and see what they have to look forward to
1: yeah um, and so we we understand that twenty eight thousand gonna be coming through
31: here uh, That's some right. that's, that's right, what the sir. colonel said earlier yeah. 28,000 from all over the country. That's right. They do an annual training here every summer. So, uh, you know, Camp Shelby's a hot spot for a location to do that. Yep. That's incredible.
20: And it's not just the guard that utilizes Camp Shelby, Camp Shelby is also utilized by active duty components. Uh, of every branch, you know, Air Force, Marines, Navy, uh, whoever, it, 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 they come out here and they do a lot of training out here. And There's there's areas out here that, that would absolutely blow your mind as far as training areas that we have. Yeah,
1: I, I think I learned last time I was here, guys, that during World War II, that the, that the base, the camp... Actually extended all the way down to the coast, yeah. as far as the land mm-hmm. that yeah. that was uh, used by mm-hmm. uh, the military.
20: Yeah, and we still got bombing areas. Uh, you know, and I'm not, you know, Colonel Weaver would be more than one to answer these questions, but, but uh, you know, we got bombing areas that that Air Force jets train on that, that extend almost to the coast now. So
1: that's incredible, yeah. um, Sergeant Belt. So. What uh, what sort of occupations is there? Kind of a typical profile of of a person who is working in the private in private life and and uh, wants to serve and, and join
31: the guard, uh, really across the, the cross spectrum of occupations, I would think, and professions. Well, you know, one thing I ask people all the time out recruiting is that you know, what is it in the civilian world that you'd like to do? Yeah. I mean, normally, you go off that answer right there. You can. Pretty much, you know, any job out there in the civilian world, there's a job in the military that directly correlates with that.
1: Yeah. Uh, So you've got you've got professionals, obviously, from and I mean like. Lawyers, you got doctors. You you've got um, uh, typical sort of blue collar workers. I mean, it's just really across the spectrum. We definitely have a job for everybody. Yeah, Um, and and then they so they get paid, they learn more, they get health benefits, and all the other uh, ancillary benefits associated with being a a member of the guard. Uh, I gotta assume, Nick, that you use that fairly effectively in your recruiting.
20: Oh, absolutely, but. The majority of the people that we recruit are your younger individuals, high school students. Uh, you know, your 18 to 24 demographics, really, what we're looking for when we go out and recruit. Now, of course, we take older, we take younger. I mean, not younger, obviously, 17 is it. Yeah. Right? But, you know, that's the age group we're looking for. A majority of those kids are in high school. And when you're talking to a high school student, you gotta understand they don't care about healthcare. They yeah. They don't care yeah, about that's true. You know, you know, they're, they, what they're looking at is education benefits and and what kind of money can I get now? Yeah. And so our recruiting process starts starts at you know high school level, junior level, senior level, um, and there's programs. You know, we're fixing to get a big program here in Lamar County. The junior ROTC is fixing to get stood up for Lamar County, and that's going to be all the Lamar County schools and, and Sergeant uh, Staff Sergeant Belk is going to be actually. Uh, spearheading that as my lead recruiter for that
1: yeah. Staff Sergeant Belk uh, what, what about uh, the retention efforts uh, in terms of knowing that if you get those years of service in the guard on your resume and you're able to include
31: that I, I got to believe that's a big deal to employers and, and that's a selling feature Well, you know, military experience is great. And, um, you know, so a lot of the times, you know, I I preach to these guys that, you know, you want to get something that separates yourself from others. Yeah. So when you go and you, you know, you sit down with an employer and you can show all the military training you have, you know, employers like that. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of, you know, assumptions that are already there from that employer. That person's going to be on time. He's going to, you know, he's going to get the job done. So just being a soldier itself is going to help you.
20: And there are very few jobs out there um, that, that would, you know, what, what other jobs out there really are going to take a 17 year old kid and say, hey, listen, we'll, we'll hire you, we'll send you to training, we'll pay for your, you know, we'll help pay for college, we'll give you medical benefits, we'll give you insurance, we'll give you life skills, we'll, we'll house you, we'll feed you, we'll do all these things for you. And you know, all you got to do for us is, you know, and I hate to say one week in a month, two weeks in the summer because it changes, you know, yeah. depending on missions and sure. all that. But, but, for the most part, that's what the guard is, you know, when we can, you know, one week in a month, two weeks in the summer, even though that has changed in recent times a little bit. But nobody, no other part-time job out there is going to offer, yeah. you know, education benefits,
1: medical benefits, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely a good point. That's absolutely a good point. And I know we've been before and interviewed uh, folks that have been in the guard for a very long time. I think I had someone uh, last time, last visit, 40 years. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So there's got to be something good going on for folks. And what did you tell me earlier, uh, Mass Sergeant? Twenty-five. Twenty-five years. Yeah, yeah. When I
20: was seventeen, and and uh, coming up on twenty-five years. And of course, you you got different levels in the guard. You got your traditional traditional soldiers, which are your you know uh, one weekend a month, two weeks uh, two weeks in a uh, month, and and uh, all that. And then you got your AGR soldiers that are your full-time staff, like me, Staff aren't built, Colonel Weaver. Some of the other people, you know, that are there full-time. So there are full-time benefits and uh, are opportunities in the military as well, in the guard as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, a lot of folks uh, when they when they think about doing something like this, I think it's pretty important to understand who they'll be reporting to and what and what kind of the, the, the style of, mm-hmm. of uh, those officers are and those individuals. Got a great team down here at Camp Shelby involved in that. Definitely. Awesome. That's a big deal. Awesome. Too. And uh, when they get exposed to that, I gotta believe they feel like I, I made the right decision. Because if, you, if you're not comfortable in that situation where you're reporting to someone that's that's awkward or uncomfortable mm-hmm. and unpleasant, right? Uh, you're not gonna. First of all, you're not gonna succeed. No. Uh, and secondly, you're gonna be miserable and probably not gonna stay.
20: Right. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, uh, here at Kim Shelby, you got the Youth Challenge Program, and I believe you spoke to your yeah, director sure did. earlier on. Um, and, and that's a great program because you know we, you know, recruiters have gone in in the past, and I'm, I'm you know, we're, I'm sure we're still doing it. But go in and teach them, you know, interview processes and how to do a conduct a job interview and and how to write a resume and things like that. So yeah. I mean, the military teaches so much more than just your, you know, uh, ground pounding, you know, stuff you see yeah. on TV. There's so many other opportunities in the military other than your frontline combat troops. Because for every one Infantry soldier or something like that. There's there's ten soldiers behind them supporting them and, and providing for them.
1: Well, I think it's important that the public knows that, and folks that are thinking about it understand that as well. And I appreciate you guys yes, coming on yes, and explaining right. all that. Staff Sergeant Ashton Belk and Master Sergeant Nicholas Campo have been our guests here on middays. When we come back, we've got Tommy Lofton. He's the director of the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum. We're in the Element Well Studios at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby. Stay with us.
2: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare, Feel better, faster.
8: Here's John and Corey Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry Company. There are plenty of stores out there who
5: buy old jewelry. But ask yourself, who can I trust to give me an honest valuation? And then make you a serious offer. At Juncker Jewelry Company, as gemologists and appraisers, We will assess accurately the real value of what you have. Bring us your old gold and platinum jewelry or Rolex timepiece. That diamond ring you inherited. Or maybe it's that diamond you just don't wear anymore because it simply lost its meaning. We tell you exactly what you have and make you the very best offer. We even buy large diamonds and entire estate collections. Most folks just want your scrap gold. So before you sell your old jewelry to just anybody, ask yourself... Who can I trust? We're Juncker Jewelry Company. For over 75 years, Mississippi's diamond and estate jewelry experts. For honest valuation and the best offer,
2: come see us today. Juncker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and JunckerJewelry.com.
6: It's cannon time
7: for all your summer road trips. Come get a new Nissan from Canon Nissan of Jackson. This is Dave Logan. We're open six days a week with new Nissans arriving daily. When the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody.
4: Open Memorial Day.
2: Do you suffer from allergies, sinus, or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420.
6: A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> REAM, the new degree of comfort.
11: ESISupply.net It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net Cycnet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net.
15: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: back everyone to middays live from the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum in the heart of Camp Shelby. Joining us now, Tommy Lofton, the director of the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum. Tommy, always good to be with you, sir.
32: Glad to have you here. It's always an honor to have you all here.
1: Yeah, we've enjoyed it and what a a great lineup we've had today. I thoroughly enjoyed the interviewing all the military personnel they're they're so fantastic when they come on the air they're so respectful so prepared and it's 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 an honor honestly i'm in all of them every time i come down you've
32: got some great folks that have uh, been coming through today and you know even
1: folks from the virgin islands i don't know if you've done an interview we them. did i interviewed uh, the uh maybe your first <laughs> the uh, chief warrant officer to yeah. Hendricks uh, yeah. from the virgin islands the band director and learned in that interview that he's a bugler yeah and uh he He had a great discussion uh and and perspective on performing taps yeah and i uh, uh, i tell you i i just uh I, I could i could feel the uh the intensity and the the conviction in in his voice and his discussion of that and and the feeling of honor he has but also a range of emotions as you can imagine when you're Playing that uh, rather haunting melody, which it is, I think you, you can't help but be affected when you hear it because you know what it means and it's always sure. dead silent, right? Whenever that's being played, and uh, but he he said that you know he feels like he's channeling the emotions of uh, those connected um, yeah. to whomever the the uh, the member of the military that's fallen that he's playing that for, and I and so yeah, what an honor it was yeah. to to talk to him, but I've also enjoyed their music. They're pretty dang good, oh, they aren't they? Were, they were awesome. You know, and I grew up
32: playing trumpet—not very well, but I played it. And that was one of my greatest honors too: was always being asked to play a military funeral. Yeah. And I think even on one occasion, I had a—I uh, uh, think it was a Korean War veteran who who they had identified his remains, and I got to play Taps for that funeral. And, you know, it's it's days like today that that song reminds you when you hear it uh, of what the what the value is but the cost no doubt of just hearing that played and you know that has been uh, a big focal point for us today with our memorial day ceremony and honoring yeah. we were i think we had five or six different gold star families here uh, this year and um it's been just a great day for for mississippi uh we should all be very proud in our state for our men and women who wear our uniform and uh and, you know, remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice as we enjoy our freedoms that we have this weekend.
1: Comes around every year, this time of year, and, and uh, Memorial Day on Monday. And, and you know, sometimes it feels a little awkward uh, greeting someone and, and extending Happy Memorial Day. But, you know, I, I think that's the way the members of our military who, who paid that ultimate price, how they'd want it. They, they want us to be. To be happy, they they want to feel like that uh, their sacrifice was not in vain, right? That it meant something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so, what an honor it also was. Uh, I must pass on to you, Tommy, that um, uh, interviewing Miss Paula Carew. Uh, she's a sweetheart. She's uh, amazing. And the thing that struck me the most about that is I I, I always feel like I, words are inadequate, and okay. and you can't say thank you enough. Right. But she was thanking us, thanking me, thanking you, thanking the museum. And it's like, no, it's supposed to be the other way around. But uh, that just shows what, I think, a quality person uh, she was. And you and you, you got to believe and you know that uh, those same sort of qualities could be found sure. uh, in her daughter, Casey.
32: Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, uh, obviously she's a gold star mother, but she's a Mississippian and American just like us. And yeah. she has that sense of patriotism. Uh, About her daughter, but also everybody else who was here in uniform today and and seeing her interact with some of the other gold star families, too You know, it's I've talked to her on the phone a number of times, but today's the first day and what better day? I guess to uh, finally actually get to meet her face-to-face and uh, and It was just a a great honor to have her here
1: today. Well, she's incredibly excited as you can imagine about the exhibit planned to honor her, her daughter and uh, I think it's fantastic that you're doing it. But what you could tell from her, her comments was that it it, it seems like it feels good for her to get it out of just being stored up in her house sure. and getting it out so that the public sure uh, could see it.
32: You know, in talking to her about that, I'm sure it is is and always will be hard to let go of some of those things. Cause, yeah, you know, her, with her daughter gone, that's that's the last thing yeah. you know that she can potentially hold on to of her military service, but You know, we get over 50,000 visitors a year in this museum. A lot of them are school kids, young people, uh, a lot of families, veterans themselves coming through. And like I told her, I think... You'll be amazed by how much good Casey will continue to still do for, good the, state, point. for the country good with, point. with her story on display here.
1: Yeah, and she's got to be. You know she's proud of that, and, and that, that was very clear. Yeah. And she should certainly should be. And, sure. and so, well, we look forward to that exhibit coming up. What kind of events uh, do you got planned here to be oh, we got
32: uh, all kinds of things coming up with different summer groups. You know, we have kids AT every year here at uh, Camp Shelby with a lot of the uh, children of the military department folks. And then... Uh, different summer camps and things coming in it's not going to be as packed as it's been this spring especially with school year yeah tell you what it was great having field trips back after covid and so many schools not able to do that Uh, we were inundated (laughs) some days in here uh, there were even a few schools that we didn't know were coming that showed up. So it's, and we're, we love it. We're, yeah, it's great. So sure. we're looking forward to doing that. We're going to make some changes to some exhibits in a good way. Uh, I don't uh, ever want change to sound scary, but we're going to be making some additions, I should okay, say, sure. to uh, some of our exhibits uh, throughout the summer and into the fall. Uh, putting out some artifacts and things that we have received recently and and uh, you know that was another interesting thing during covid so many people had time to clean out their attics or under the beds and the closets and things and it's uh, thankfully some of them made the difficult choice to uh, let go of some of these items and we'll be able to put more and more of those things here on display Uh, we're in the process too of receiving a number of artifacts uh, two dozen or so from anniston army depot in alabama okay yeah uh, that will be coming here to the museum for us to put on display, and these are macro artifacts, uh, in other words, big things, from artillery pieces from World War I, uh, Revolutionary War, Civil War cannons, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Wow. Uh, so, and we'll even have some vehicles, some World War II era weapons carriers, jeeps, other things that are also coming into the collection. So these are all things that uh, a lot of them need some, some, uh, some love and some care, yeah. but we'll be able to eventually bring out and let the public appreciate and see
1: well it is a uh, it's a his- historical um Lesson if you will <laughs> into itself when you just tour the museum uh, It's it really is so well done and and can't say enough about it uh, for the benefit of our audience uh, Share with our uh, our audience when you're open what the hours of uh, Are open to the public sure
32: thing yes, yeah, so we're open uh, to the public. We're free uh, We're open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 to 4, okay, and uh, we also have launched a new website uh, MS Armed Forces Museum org and if you're not following us on social media Please do because we're trying to put um, you know stuff that we may maybe don't have room to display right now. We can put things online and and on our social media, and uh, we're trying to also bring more articles, photographs, other things of Mississippians uh, to the forefront. You know, a lot of people know names of. Well known people you know everybody knows Elvis and they know he served in the Army, but we want to find some of those people yeah. who aren 't household names but should be probably, and uh, put those on display so feel free again to follow us on social media and we're, again come visit us free to the public Tuesday through Saturday from nine to four
1: and, and we should also point out that, that the museum is focused on um, showcasing Mississippians that served that 's right in, in the military and the armed forces and and the first time I came through, I think like a lot of folks was really blown away to learn how rich our history is with respect to our connection to the military and 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 military service
32: mississippi has a lot to be proud of in a lot of ways no matter what somehow we're uh yeah sometimes we're not always portrayed that way but outside of our state uh, by people who've never been here don't know and understand us exactly but no especially with the military we have a great sense a patriotism here, a great sense of service, of sacrifice. You know, two of the people who Dwight Eisenhower labeled as his main mentors in military career are Mississippians, hmm. uh, Ira Welburn and Fox Connor. So, I mean, it, it's you get to go through these exhibits and learn about some of these people who uh, have played very important roles in our nation and our yeah. state's history. And it's an honor for all of us. My staff... All of us. Uh, it's a joy for us to come to work and do this. It's not, it's not a job. I mean, some yeah. days it can be. Yeah, I guess sure. with meetings. But yeah. overall, every day we come to work. We enjoy what we do. And, and in some sense, every day is Veterans Day or Memorial yeah. Day. And, and uh, you know, it's easy to, to continue to come through here and find your sense of patriotism. Yeah. You know, if you start feeling bad about something one day, you can walk
1: through these halls and realize. It's true you got nothing to fear. How right good we about. got it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and I know uh, before we go, it, it's got to be rewarding, Tommy, to you and the staff. When people come here, they're not really sure what to expect. When they get through with it, they're pretty blown away. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
32: I'm glad to be able to bring this uh, to the state as the official museum for the military history for
1: the state. Well, it's awesome. Can't say enough about it. Tommy Lofton, director of the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum, and that's where we are, right here at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum on Camp Shelby. When we come back, we've got Colonel Mark Prine here on Midday. Stay with us.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A beautiful day today, sunny skies, high only to 81. Tonight, clear skies, low around 58. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 85. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 62. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
19: The braves are home Memorial Day through June 5th against the Montgomery Biscuits at Trustmark Park. Join us for a Memorial Day celebration with fireworks presented by Milwaukee Tool. After a day off Tuesday, we'll have First Responders Wednesday, Truck Works Thirsty Thursday, then on Friday the first 1,000 fans get a A South Championship t-shirt presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. We'll continue our Memorial Day week tribute with Gold Star families being saluted plus post-game fireworks in partnership with the Mississippi VA. The homestand concludes with Sunday Family Fun Day. For tickets, MississippiBraves.com.
22: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Record gas prices are forcing some families to make some hard choices. Don Redman is with AAA Mississippi.
30: You're talking about right now uh, impacting the family budget anywhere. Between uh, ninety to one hundred and fifty dollars a month. I mean, that's that's a that's a it's real significant money. chunk. It's, it's hard to make that up.
22: The summer driving season kicks off this Memorial Day weekend, and higher prices could prompt families to take fewer trips and go shorter distances.
30: We've just released our Memorial Day forecast. We're actually looking pretty good. We're, we're at numbers that we haven't seen since 2017, which are, are good numbers. Obviously, 2018, 2019 were historic landmark numbers.
22: At this point, they are seeing an increase of 6% from last year. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com.
14: MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in mtv programming along with interactives and more to learn more about the mtv turns 40 i still want my mtv exhibit and other monthly programs and events visit grammymuseumms.org
7: prime shrimp is a proud sponsor of tasty tuesday on good things with rebecca turner go to Primeshrimp.com to get pre-season easy to cook shrimp delivered straight to your door
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Middays, coming at you live from the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum in the heart of Camp Shelby. And joining us now, Colonel Mark Prine. Colonel, good to see you again, sir. Good to see you, too. How are you? Doing great. So uh, first, I've been enjoying the fantastic uh, music by the Virgin Islands National Guard Bands. They're pretty talented, aren't they? They are an
29: exceptional bunch. We have been so excited to have them here with for a couple of weeks here at Shelby. They've been doing the annual training here. Yeah. We're headed home tomorrow, and uh, Chief says they get a little bit of Sunday off, and then they have Memorial Day ceremonies to cover in the Virgin Islands.
1: I got you. Well, enjoyed interviewing the Chief as well, and uh, you can certainly see the sense of pride that he carries with him, and he should, uh, yes. about the uh, uh, the band, glad to have uh, them in the state of Mississippi. You got twenty-eight thousand people coming up here
29: to Camp Shelby, is what the colonel said earlier. We do. It's going to be a happening place this summer. When we're at ninety-five percent capacity of people that we can put in a bed, uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting and fun summer. We're glad to see that coming back uh, in that kind of strength you Yeah, have.
1: and uh, lots of plans that he shared with us as well here uh, on the camp, on the facilities.
29: Right. We've got uh, the annual training periods that go on. You know, we're a Joint Forces Training Center now, yeah. so it's not soldiers or National Guardsmen from just Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee. Right Now it's soldiers from and sailors, airmen, Marines from all over the nation coming here to train. So it's been bu- busy. It's going to be even more busy. Uh, I don't know if he shared with you, I think last year we had people training on the ground, 350 out of 365 days. Wow. So uh, always something going on here.
1: Yeah. And as, as we've discussed as well, uh, lots of uh, improvements and upgrades and assets and technologies and and resources and it it's it's constantly changing it for is. the better.
29: Yes. It constantly changing for the better and uh, anything time we can bring you uh, innovations in yeah. that helps the trains the soldiers, we're doing our job. So yeah, we're excited be, about that.
1: And because in effect that enables uh, the troops and the guard uh, to serve the public, yes. which is what their job is.
29: Yes, and that's one of the things that Tommy and I batted around uh, about is so many times, uh, especially at the museum, that we're not capturing those civilian service missions that we do here. So as yeah. we begin to grab, uh, begin to capture artifacts from the coronavirus, okay, yeah, sure. Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Camille. How about the Korean uh, chlorine barge accident matches in, in the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. So as we begin to capture those kind of things, that gives us a, a new space. Will give us some more opportunities. Yeah, to Yeah, uh,
1: I hadn't thought about that, but absolutely, that that needs to be preserved, presented, exhibited, um, and and shared. Yep. Those are those are big events and and big big missions and and all successful. Uh, very well done. So uh, the museum, of course, we just had Tommy on. I think he's coming on again. You guys in the in the next segment, but. Can't say enough about it, it's, uh, it always blows me away when I come down here, it, and to some extent it feels a bit like a hidden gem, but the more the word gets out and the more folks come through here, you get more people coming in. I think Tommy just told us, 50,000 a year?
29: Yes, come about through. that, yes. And uh, we're looking, uh, it's the number to go up since now, school trips are, or schools are taking field trips, and we're having a lot more groups coming, passing back through, uh, we see a lot of more bus tours. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them will come here as opposed to going to some other museums. Um, like in New Orleans, for example, because uh, it doesn't cost anything.
1: Yeah. Well, they won't be disappointed. Uh Um, And uh, again, what's uh, really impressive is to learn about Mississippi's connection uh, to military service in particular, and that's really what the exhibits here are all about, really showcased, uh, through the
29: generations. It does. It really does. Everything from uh, really pre-statehood all the way up through the current conflicts that we're going through, and we'd really like to have – the opportunity to even back that up before uh, pre-colonial so that we get some of the other conflicts that took place here as well uh, captured.
1: Uh, are we finding that the more the word gets out and people learn about uh, the facility, about the museum, that uh, folks step, step up and say, hey I've got things that may be of interest that makes sense to place here in the museum.
29: We do. Uh, we find people who are now contacting the museum saying, hey I have these artifacts uh, in many cases, uh, as you and I talked off the air about, was uh, these are artifacts from people that they didn't know but yeah. it's been passed through their family. They'll take pictures of, t- text them to them and say, you know, what is this, what do we have? We'll help them, their family, to identify what they have. But then yeah. also, if they'd like to donate them, we can talk to them about the donation process and how that works as well. We're also getting a lot of calls from people who are identifying pieces, large pieces of equipment scattered around the t- state. They're kind of yeah. like going, hey, I got a tank that's uh, sitting out here and, you know, it's been abandoned or whatever. Can you come and help us uh, do that? Uh, four of the earliest pieces of the museum came from Roosevelt State Park. They were pieces that had been abandoned uh, at the end of World War II there. We went and picked them up in the 1980s. That was really the the nexus of how this museum got started.
1: Hmm. We got Memorial Day coming up uh, Monday, of course. Uh, the day that we set aside to recognize and honor those who who pay the ultimate price for our freedoms. How 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 important and significant is that that we continue to do that and and connect this camp this this museum uh, to those to that day.
29: Yeah, it, it's it's so important. Uh, as a veteran, I look at that. That's the day that I think about the people I have served with who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, And it's a chance also for us to remember not only them, but their families as well. Because it's so many of them that there's that person who made knew what they were doing, knew that there was an opportunity for a sacrifice, but yet took that took that challenge anyway and paid the ultimate sacrifice. So we remember them and their families. And I think it's a nation. it's, It's a chance for us to kind of reflect back and go, we're not for these men and women. We would not be celebrating this. We would not have a chance to remember. We should really never forget those men and women.
1: And I got to tell you, it's also to me, um, I think, so impressive that uh, we've got Gold Star families who are all, all honored as well, yes. right here.
29: Yes, yes, indeed. It's always so impressive to meet those family members. Uh, who have lost a loved one in service, and they come through here, and uh, and they're so appreciative of that their family members being recognized and yeah. remembered, because for many of them, so many of our people who are lost in service, they're 18, 19, 20 years old. They didn't have a spouse, they yeah. didn't have any children, and as the from the time they passed away moves forward, you know their parents are passing away, brothers and sisters who knew them, so. We're seeing family members who are coming through who don't really remember that individual but have heard the stories of them, and they're really honored that we are taking the time to remember their family members and helping yeah. them remember.
1: It's, um, it's it's so appropriate, so fitting, and, and many, of course, are enshrined right here in the museum,
29: in the exhibits. Yes, we have so many that we have an uh, opportunity to remember. Uh, we'd really like to you know help other family gold star families, help them to commemorate their loved ones as well.
3: Yeah.
1: We had uh, Ms. Carruth on earlier, oh, of course, yeah. and uh, what a fantastic individual she is, but sharing her story uh, with, of course, the, the, the glow in her eyes uh, about her daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so appreciative of, of um, how her daughter's being honored, but it, it is we who appreciate her yes. and, uh, and her daughter's service yeah. and, and the sacrifice that she made for our freedom.
29: Right, and as we uh, as we move away from this most recent conflict, we're going to see that same thing. Miss Caruth is going to remember her daughter, yeah. And then you know, as as that moves on, there'll be less and less people who actually have have had contact with her. So it's our responsibility, I think, it's everybody's responsibilities as Americans that we take the Memorial Day to remember those people. Yeah,
1: totally agree. And uh, something else that um, is starting, I guess, kind of head home with me is growing up in as a, a youngster and seeing the Vietnam War. Um, portrayed on television every night. First time we ever did that, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. And now, lots of those uh, veterans that served in in that war—they're getting up there in age. We're already um, losing out on our World War II veterans. They're all the ones that are living. They're in their 90s generally, or over, even over a hundred. Yes. Um, and now the the um, folks that served in the uh, Vietnam War—they're in their 70s for the most part. Um, that's one that always kind of gets me, uh, Colonel, because of the way they were treated when yeah. they, when they returned home. They were. Uh, they, it's important that we make up for that.
29: We really do. I, I, I I'm like you. I was raised by World War II, Korea, and, and Vietnam vets. Yeah. And you know, it's so important to us today when you see somebody wearing that Vietnam hat to go up and tell them, thank them for their service. Absolutely. Because so many. Uh, of them were treated so poorly when they came home. Yeah. And so it's now it's time for us to, to kind of step up and say, okay, let, let's tell you how much we really do appreciate you.
1: And, that, and regardless of how, how you feel about it, and we could talk about that um, interminably, but they just responded to the call. I mean, their country right. called and said, go off and do a job, and they went and did it.
29: Yeah, they did. They, uh, they answered the call and did what they were asked to do, and then we came home and Not necessarily treated the way they had seen their fathers treated coming home from World War II and from Korea. So uh, it's nice to know that, uh, that we are now as a nation beginning to reach out and understand that more. Yeah, and
1: and I I see that as well. And and again, um, I had uh, Sally Doty, uh, former Senator Sally Doty, on the program a couple of days ago talking about the um, the, the program recently instituted by a bill she drafted and got passed, the Mississippi um, Veterans Honor Medals, and the first two just received. 196 and 1, I think 101. It's right. incredible.
29: Incredible. We had a gentleman here today that was a World War II bet that will be 100 next, by uh, the end of this month. So
1: That's just incredible. Incredible, yep. I uh, was so glad that um, he was able to be around to, to witness this and experience this museum. I hope when I'm 100 I get around that one good. <laughs> <I hear you. laughs> We're going to take a break right here. We got a final segment uh, coming up. I think you're going to stay around with us, aren't you, Carl? I am. Yeah, and we got uh, Tommy Lofton, the director of the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum, who's going to join us again. Stay with us.
2: Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves
24: problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pelium.com. This is Michael Cassidy. I've spent my career as a fighter pilot in the Navy, and now I'm running for Congress in the Republican primary here in Mississippi's 3rd District. Our district represents the best of America. We're pro-life, pro-American, and pro-Trump. But Congressman Guest has not upheld these principles. Congressman Guest voted to give $1.1 billion of your taxpayer dollars to Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider. He's voted to bring in an unlimited number of foreign workers that take our jobs and suppress our wages. And he was one of the few Republicans to join Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in voting for the January 6th Commission. Unlike Guest, I oppose sending even one penny of your money to Planned Parenthood. I support securing our border, limiting foreign worker visas, a moratorium on legal immigration, and banning foreign ownership of U.S. land. I'll fight to fix our country's broken election system and get President Trump back in the White House in 2024. I'm Michael Cassidy, a pro-Trump, America first Republican running for Congress, and I approve this message.
26: Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress.
7: This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
8: How do we make a great deal even greater at Ag Up Equipment? We up it. During the 75th anniversary, get an added $1,075 discount on a John Deere 5E tractor, bringing the total discount to $3,825 off. And get 0% financing while well you still can. So tackle the big jobs in a 5E tractor with up to 73 horsepower. Visit agup.com. Offer valid 516 through 530 22 or when inventory runs out. Three cylinder tractors only. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details
23: garden mama here for lakeland yard and garden now is the time to get to lakeland yard and garden for the largest selection of patio furniture and accessories for outdoor and indoor living areas lakeland has everything you need from umbrellas and replacement cushions to beautiful fountains and stepping stones you'll find komodo joe grills yeti coolers and great collegiate gift items The expert staff at Lakeland is happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. Be sure to get your soils and mulches. Many are sold by the bag or in bulk, and Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 43 years. Listen to your mama now and call 601-939-7304. Visit online at lakelandyardandgarden.com and stop by Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road.
8: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: You're listening to Midday's with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: American girls and American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always. Recognize when we see old glory flying There's a lot of men dead So we can
3: sleep in peace at night When we lay down our heads
1: my is serving Welcome me Welcome back, everyone, to Midday's Super Talk Mississippi. The Element Well Studios relocated today to the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby. Rhino, appreciate the music here. Tommy Lofton wanted to pass that on to you. Great musical <laughs> selection. Good job, Rhino. And I also caught uh, the Sanford and Son thing, right, as what? So, Appreciate uh, that, Rhino. <laughs> yeah. Rhino's pretty dang good for that kind of stuff. He catches all that. So we got the Colonel and Tommy to back. Colonel Mark Pryan. So uh, big weekend, of course, for uh, the museum. Uh, and then in the summer approaching, uh, going to be a busy one here at Camp Shelby. But uh, Memorial Day is a time we kind of we sit back and we reflect uh, Tommy on the service and the ultimate sacrifice paid by those members of our military that, that keep us free. And it's so fitting and appropriate that, uh, we continue to recognize them as we do on an annual basis. Um, but more importantly, you've got many of those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, uh, enshrined in exhibits here in the museum. And it's just, it's, It kind of brings them to life, and it's, and it's, it's fascinating to see them read their stories, the storyboards, see the artifacts associated with them. Um, what a fantastic experience it is and it, it's it's a moving it's a, an emotional experience I, I find myself sometimes just staring thinking what were they thinking you know when right. they were going through this. Right.
32: And for us uh, you know we always say history doesn't need to always repeat itself and, and we need to learn from and not forget our history and that's that's a huge part of why we're here and what we're doing I mean we want to remember Any and all Mississippians, that we we can, uh, whether it's units, whether it's individuals, all that kind of stuff, uh, within our exhibits, but especially those who can't speak for themselves because they didn't get to come home and and enjoy the freedoms and things that we have or start a family. So uh, we feel that it's important and a major part of our mission to be able to continue their legacy many years down the road uh, even long after the people who do remember them have passed on.
1: Yeah, and then of course the gold star ceremonies as it's, well.
32: Yeah, gold, you know that's uh, what's sort of neat with our museum is, you know, gold star mothers is a thing that came about with uh, World War One. people would place a blue star in their window in a prominent window. If an individual was killed in service, it became gold. So you see that in our World War One exhibits, but it's really a, if you carefully notice uh, sort of a theme throughout the rest of the exhibits where we have you know different mixtures of different things different things people brought back or the uniforms they wore that kind of stuff and then we make sure we have cases and things sprinkled in there of artifacts that were sent home uh, because that individual did not get to bring them home so yeah. uh, and and we try to highlight their sacrifice and, and remind folks that their family, lived on and continued to suffer and you know even today we had uh, family members here who were still crying and for some of them it, it was quite a while ago when yeah. they lost their loved one but it still hurts just as much today as it did almost 80 years ago.
1: Colonel you know we're so busy and wrapped up in our, in our daily lives and all the activities we have going on and especially our youngsters our children but it's important is it not sir that they understand Uh, the importance and the value of our military and in particular with memorial day coming up uh, to to have respect and to honor and and to really reflect on the ultimate sacrifice paid by them it's important that young people know that
29: it is it is for the young people to understand that and because of the recent conflicts so many more people are are aware of military members military families that are serving so it's important to to take that time to, to explain to your child or, or a young person saying, hey, this is a member that's a military that has served, this is a veteran who has served, this this family lost a family member, kind of explain it mm-hmm. to them so they understand that other people are making sacrifices because so that they can have a life that lived here in freedom that they're not having to be concerned about because somebody else is doing that for them.
1: Mm-hmm. It seems like to some extent, guys, that... Um, it's almost become uh, an element that, that you get shamed for if you're patriotic, if you, if you honor um, members of our armed forces, if you, if you boast about being an American or living in America, that to some extent uh, you can be even ostracized for doing mm. so. Is there something wrong with being patriotic and loving your right. country? It, it's perfectly fine, and you know if,
32: if you feel that way, I would encourage you to come through here. Um, I agree,
1: you know, I agree there's get a sense of it. Yeah.
32: plenty of reasons here to find or re revisit and uh, relocate your patriotism if you have lost it. It's unfortunate to me that we do have some of that, but you know, I think um, it's been cool to see a lot of young kids, especially this past spring, come through here. And I feel good about the future. Good. We've got a lot of young patriotic individuals, and I'm talking first grade through sixth grade, you know, young kids coming through here, and it's amazing That's to awesome. see how much they're learning before they even get
1: here from their teachers. So, Colonel, briefly, there's no p- better place to see people who love their country than to tour this museum and see the
29: exhibits. Exactly. Yes, sir. And it's open uh, 9 to 4, Tuesday through Saturday. It's free. You come to Camp Shelby, show your driver's license at the gate, and come on in. Love to have you. And appreciate, we have a gift
1: shop. Appreciate <laughs> you guys having us here as well. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Colonel. Always a pleasure being here. And uh, let's remember those who pay the ultimate sacrifice, folks, this Memorial Day. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. Until then, stay safe. God bless, and God bless America. Uh-huh. Red, white,